and Betrayal podcast, a horse heresy podcast. Uh, on deck today, we got uh, Craig. Go ahead and say hey, Craig. How's it going, guys? Yeah, and then, uh, of course, myself, uh, Alex. If you don't know our voices yet, um, why are you starting at season two, episode one? <laughs> <laughs> Go back, listen to season one. Season one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Uh, how about you? I can't complain. Well, I could, but who's going to listen? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, how are your holidays? Uh, yeah, they were relaxing. Well, not really, actually. They were quite quite action-packed. Um, uh, one of our cats got sick, and we have like a new puppy as well. So, um, a little bit just of kinda, time there. Yeah, just kind of everything that could possibly get in the way of my hobby sabbatical did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, the army's pretty much built. I got a couple like vehicles left to build, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then like uh, you know, the dog ended up with separation anxiety, so breaking the separation anxiety, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, one of the cats has a tumor, so like dealing with that. We thought it was cancer, but it's not. It actually came back today as being yeah, just a benign tumor. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like work got all up in my grill even though i was on vacation yeah um because like we were supposed to do interviews for like promotions uh this week actually um but those got moved so i'm a little annoyed because that was like a bunch of my fucking vacation Mm. (laughs) like um yeah but the holidays were quiet which is nice i mean we're on we're on like pretty heavy restrictions so yes yes um I don't know. I liked it because then I didn't have to like go do all this <laughs> bullshit stuff <laughs> like, and spend all this money. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, what about you? Did you get anything good for Christmas? Um, hobby stuff for Christmas? I got no new hobby stuff. This is actually the first Christmas I think I've gone without getting anything for the hobby. So, because usually every year my wife usually gets me something for the hobby. I usually have something. Yeah. And this year she got me a flat top for our stove. Nice. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, uh, what have you I've, cooked I've, on it so far? Oh, um, Philadelphia cheesesteaks. Nice. Stir fry. Uh, smash Stir fry burgers. on a flat top? Yeah. Smash like burgers the, make sense. Oh, the flat Stir fry is like a walk thing, though. I guess it, well, it was chicken fried rice. Okay. With chicken fried rice, but you can do the same thing that Edo Japan does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't go to Edo Japan. Um, and then uh, what else? Smash burgers, breakfast. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun. Nice. Um, Smash burgers are good. Have you been to Fox Burger? No, I have not, but no. I've heard about it. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. I haven't been there in a little while, but. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. Those are the ones. Uh, are the mm-hmm. ones um, in Highlands, the Highlands yep. area, right? Yep. Yeah. And we talked about going to it, and then the shit hit the fan. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, <laughs> we just got an email. Oh, do we? But um, where did the we're position sixty seventh in the category of hobbies in New Zealand? Really? <laughs> like, uh, uh, apparently, yeah. that's good. <laughs> like, there's only 66 
better podcast <laughs> in New Zealand. Come on, um, New Zealand. Come on, pick it up. Yeah. You're letting us down. <laughs> you didn't you can get a um you can get a a three D printer like everyone else in our area? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I didn't. I wish. No I wish. Um, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one soon. Uh I'm gonna wait until my bonus comes in. I could have bought one now, I just didn't. Mm. Uh, are you gonna get are you gonna get a three D printer as in like the plastics or are you gonna go for the resin? Well, I I have a PLA one. Oh, okay. Oh yes, you do. You're right. Yeah. Um, and I kind of have to fix it. That'll be fine. Like I don't know for scatter terrain and stuff. Mm. They, you still get the print lines on it. Like yeah, yeah. It's a lot of yeah. like I could fix them. Um, like you know, or put like just I don't know some dap on it and <laughs> sand it down. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, I what I use the PLA printer for right now is like lodged coins for like Hikati yeah. events. Yeah. yeah. Um, which for anyone who hasn't been to one of my events, what I do um, or what I've started doing with the last one I did was uh, I print off like a lodge coin for everybody mm-hmm. uh, for their faction, and then um, I spray paint them like depending on if they're loyalist or traitor, and then uh, I use those instead of. Um, like brackets so like in the last one it was a loyalist held planet and traders were invading so i gave like the loyalists all got their coins and then uh you know i gave them like five minutes to decide who was going to hold like what section of the planet which mm-hmm. was each table was like a sector mm-hmm. and then um said okay great like you know here you go uh go put it down and then i put all like the trader coins in a cup and had the mm. loyalists like pick it so it was kind of random um and that way it kind of avoids things like brackets where you know the top players always end up playing the top players and the bottom players yeah like bottom scoring players always end up scoring at the bottom yeah um, i mean this this i think helped i mean i have no idea because i didn't keep track of scores <laughs> So I have no sweet clue, like, you know, who had the most victory points or campaign points or anything. I didn't keep track of it. Um, but uh, so I use it for that. And also, like, um, objective pieces, mm-hmm. especially for, like, Infinity. There's things like uh, the panoplies, which are, like, lockers. Yeah. And you use those in, like, specific missions where it's like, oh, you have to loot the lockers. And, like, whoever's looting slash controlling the most lockers at the end wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I've got some of those printed cause they don't need like supports or anything. And I can't figure supports out in Cura for the PLA printer. Okay. Um, cause it was never, I never needed it for like what I was using it for. Um, like business wise. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think the build plate also might be warped because when I was using it for like business purposes, I was running it like all day, every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, that will definitely throw it off too, right? Yeah. Any, any, any minor. Yeah. You know. So like, there's a small area in the middle of the build plate that I think is still functional because when I tried to like print the lodge coins last time, I was like, okay, perfect, I can fit them all on the build plate and just leave it and go. Mm-hmm. And then I came back like an hour later, and like the ones on the outside were getting like screwed up, and then there was like a whole bunch of PLA just everywhere, and I was like, Jesus fuck. Mm-hmm. So I had to like do them one at a time in the middle. I probably could have done them two at a time, but mm-hmm. just to be safe, I did them one at a time in the middle of the build plate. And like a lodge coin diameter is about the same as like a panoply, which is like 40 millimeters. I think I have one in this drawer somewhere. I think I have my Raven guard one because I had to jump in and play. I do still have my dark angels one. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hold on to them because I I use them or I will be using them in like subsequent events. Yeah. yeah. Where like if you have a coin from a previous event, you can trade it to your opponent for a reroll. So you can either just like hang on to them and collect them. I'm not gonna find this thing. <laughs> um, you can either hang on to them and collect them, or you can like trade it out for that if you really need that that critical save. Yeah. Um, and uh, or maybe I'll use it as like an automatic success. You can trade the coin for like an automatic success, maybe. That might be cooler. Um, uh, could be interesting. I could ruffle feathers for sure. I don't care. Get over it. If you're at my event, it's Wild West. <laughs> um, you know what I mean. You have a coin too, like yeah. Or I mean, I imagine most of the people will be the same people that read the last one. Well, we'll have a couple so. new players, but every show came to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, like I. Look, I'm it's one for... automatic success across like three to five games. It's not a big deal. No, no, no. I'm not trying to shoot it down or not. No, no, I know. I thought you were like accusing me. Like, Whoa. no, I'm not. No, I'm not being defensive <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we uh, if this we could ever get you know back to some normality where we could actually war game. It's been almost a year since the last time I played. Um, that would be great. I mean, it looks yeah. like things are getting better or moving towards hopefully getting better. Yeah. Just, you know, well, we got to see this week. We'll show Christmas numbers, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think we'll be on track probably for like hosting like a small return to Ist fan in March, maybe. I would I would hope so. I would yep. hope so. Uh, I know a bunch of guys really worked their butts off to get stuff done for it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean now now it's expanding. Um, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit uh, mm. in the agenda, but whatever. This is kind of like a shoot from the hip episode anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, like so, re- return to Ist fan. There's now like a there's now a group. Um, and we've expanded it beyond just Istvan 3 because mm. we had a bunch of people that were like, this sounds awesome. And I want to do like, I want to do an army, but I want to do it around Istvan 5. And, you know, or, I, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in the four legions, but I want to get in on this. So it's kind of been expanded to Istvan 3 and 5, which is mm. awesome because it means that I can just use my Raven Guard hobbies to like keep plugging away at that to mm. create some post content. Um, but yeah, if you're interested, um, in the return is fan stuff get online find the uh find the group um and we can uh, we'll throw you know, the link in myself the or miles or whoever yeah we'll throw a link in the description good good idea um you know one of us will approve you um i'm gonna make a note on that link to rti group bam so happy so thing. who yeah. who are is all the admins on this page like how, how did you guys come together uh i kind of get pulled in by miles um the rest of them are kind of like the hobby group in wales i think in the uk okay. um in general and th- this was kind of their brainchild right like it was their their little gaming group i think it's in cardiff um mm. i can't quite remember and then yeah i kind of started like spouting out all these uh ideas for like how to run an event around it and things like mm. that uh and put in like i put in like a smaller players pack just kind of based around like a one day event and i was like hey guys like if you want to run something but don't know where to start you can just use this mm-hmm. um and so i threw that up in the group and then that kind of got me put into like an admin position i guess but i don't really do much i approve people and like put welcome <laughs> posts up <laughs> give people like 
encouragement. Um, it's not it's not my project by any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just a helping hand. Just a helping hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'll be good. I mean, I got I got actually like uh, you know jumping ahead into hobby progress a little bit, but I got uh, I got the like the Istvan Survivor Force like probably seventy five percent of the way done. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close to done. I got to do the silver left and just you know decals and weathering and stuff bases mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean i could probably like pump it out pretty quick but um i had to really focus in on the hobby sabbatical a little bit i had to do stuff on fulgrim for my sessions with miles and mm-hmm. so i've got like i've got the gold mostly done on fulgrim and then i've done like the black leather portions okay yeah um i mean he'll look good when he's done but uh, I guess I could post that and return to Istvan, even though I'm not doing Emperor's Children for it. <laughs> uh, now I'm just going to focus on Istvan 5 probably now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Just run Istvan 3. Because I kind of want to pare down my stuff. I have a lot of shit. Oh. Uh, and maybe, like, maybe too many different factions. So I may, like, I may sell off, like, some of the Blood Angel-specific stuff that I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the non-specific stuff, I can kind of just like amalgamate into my other things. I'm still doing like I'm still working on the wolves. I have everything I need for that now. Because mm-hmm. um, I got my dreadnought drop pod. Um, I got the new book of artifice stuff as well for Necromunda for my Vansar gang, but I haven't even opened mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I've got some Mechanicum slash Skitari stuff and. I got my space wolves, got my Raven Guard. Mm. I have like a whole solar auxilia just sitting in a bin. Yeah, I was gonna ask like you about that. <laughs> uh I mean largely I just couldn't decide on like what I wanted to do with it. Not like mm. list wise, like list wise I have a pretty fun list, but yeah. Um Yeah, you were you were debating about painting and uh putting the wolf the wolf pelts around their necks, right? Uh yeah, I think I'm probably still gonna do that. Like just adding like fur collars. Yeah. Um because I think that looks fucking sweet. Um, and uh, it just differentiates like such a standard template mm. um, without doing like a tremendous amount of work. So I, I have like a like a push plate, like a green stuff world push plate. Yeah, yeah. That just makes like fur out of it. So like it's just a square. You just put green stuff on it. Yeah, you could just then, roll it. Uh, yeah, and then just wait a few minutes and pull it off. Um and then just cut them into strips and then it would be easy to just kind of like pack them onto like around the tubes and the collars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like paint scheme wise and theme wise, like so I bounce back and forth. I'm like, Oh shit. Like they could be really cool. Like theory and cohort and like, you know, be really tied to my Ravens. But I, you know, I really kind of want something for um, the siege of Terra. Mm. And like, do I really want to keep plugging away at the Mechanicum and, um, you know, and, and maybe use that for Return to Terra or do, you know, I, you know, I do love the Blood Angels mm-hmm. uh, and I've always loved kind of their sacrifice, but like, do I really want to play that too? And, you know, it's just, it's just so much. I'm just no, a fanboy, and that's my biggest issue. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I, I know how you're, I know how you feel. I, I'm starting a new army this year when. You know, I have two completed armies I still haven't played with, so. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean that's that's kind of a little bit different, right? Because, like, your main army is still, like, Dark Angels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
right? And your armies like easily ally together and things like that. And so that's why I was kind of thinking of like just really hammering into the Raven Guard like quite a bit and just really like building that up because the Raven Guard and the Space Wolves are uh, sworn brothers. Mm-hmm. So really cool. yeah, they make they make good allies with each other, and then um, the Raven Guard are fellow warriors, I think, with like Imperial Army, but they have. Um, they have like a good militia allied right of war called liberation yeah. strike, which is pretty good. So, I mean, like I could always use the auxilia models, I guess, and just use a different rule set with them. Be like, this is carapace armor and these are grenadiers. So you basically would have one themes, large army. Yeah. Mining. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, I can't find out if the Therian cohort were actually at like Terra. I know they were on beta Garmin. Oh, okay. Like they might have got wiped out on Beta Garmin, down to like one man left. Um, but I don't know because the Siege of Terra isn't done, hasn't been mentioned. But we know that there's tons of Solar Auxilia at Terra anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and then paint scheme wise, I'm just like, oh, pff, I don't know what to do for them. So I've just kind of had them sitting in a box until I can figure it out. So uh, I'm hoping to finish the Space Wolves like late this year. Like that'll kind of be the goal. Yeah. Um, but uh, I am going to put some work in on the Raven Guard as well. Because um, I want to have those, like, I want to have a good good chunk of them ready for, like, you know, like early 2022. So yeah. we'll see. I might, like, but, I mean, I'm going to need breaks so I can kind of work on the two of them in tandem. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's, it makes sense. I understand your choices. I mean, if you're not if you're not flat, jiving with the Blood Angels, which it seems like you're not right now, it's not really fitting into your overall master plan. Maybe it's time to let yeah. It... It's it's just I don't know. I'm starting to feel maybe overwhelmed by all the like shit that I want to do. I guess that makes sense too. I mean, yeah. it can get very overwhelming. Yeah, and you get into a deep hole of just all these things you've started and nothing you've finished. Yeah, yeah, exactly, which I'm fucking notorious for. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. What, what what was your hobby progress like? Did uh, you get so hobby sabbatical done? I have one thing I need to do, and that's I want to weather the gas tanks uh, or the fuel tanks on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, she's pretty much good to go. Um, she is tabletop done, 100% tabletop done. Uh, my plan is I will, I'm going to practice some weathering techniques later on. I'd consider that, I'd consider that hobby sabbatical complete if it's, if it's tabletop. It is, it is 100% tabletop ready to go. I could play it on a, in a fully painted army and it'd be a okay. Nice. And it's not just three colors. Uh, you can check it out on my Instagram. Um, but over the holiday specifically with family and all that with the kids and all that um i didn't get any hobbying done um everything i did was before the christmas break so i've had i've had this thing pretty much done for yep. a while now okay um and then just over the holidays with the kids being home and whatnot it just it was easier just all you know home all day um it was just easier to focus on them spend some time with them um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into the hobby. I know I'm doing some hobbying tomorrow. I have the day off tomorrow, so I'll be doing nice. some model, modeling tomorrow, which I'm lo- really looking forward to. Um, I have just finishing up the, 
it's a falchion, right? Or is it a glaive? I can't it's remember. It's a glaive. It's a glaive. Yeah. Uh, are you just finishing the glaive tomorrow, or are you just, just finishing doing something the glaive else? Tomorrow. Oh, I'm just going to finish the glaive tomorrow. I, I've, I've been having a hankering for building something. Yep. So I might build something. I, I, don't, I don't know. I feel I, that I just, I've been building I, so much. I just I needed to paint something. Well, see, my, my, my thing is, and I, I don't know if everyone's the same way, but for me, the more I play, the more I invest into it and more time I invest into it. And uh, I feel like the lack of being able to play right now or play for the past little while hasn't dwindled my love of building and painting. It's just, it's really slowed down because for me, it was always like, yeah, it's I have a game. The, taking the foot off the gas for you. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I get really excited after a game, whether I won or lost. Think of all the different ways I could do have to handle that fight differently, and then I start. Okay, well, what if I add this? And then, and then the next, you know, I'm digging through my, you know, obscene amount of extra forge roll stuff because they send so much extra stuff with it. Trying to combine things and make things and and. Uh, Oh, that's and my just, favorite part. I love, it is, I love like flexing that blanchitsu muscle. It, it, it's it's one of my favorite parts too. But it's always um something triggers it. Some moment from mm -hmm. the game, from the tournaments. Tournaments are always after a tournament. After I, after I play in a tournament, I'm all, I'm guaranteeing you, I am thinking ten ways to change my list because yeah. I won or lost certain games based on, you know, I'm changing in my head like, oh, if I had done this and how would this work together and. And I think with the lack of that, I feel like it has taken like you know the gas pedals lifted off. I'm not at full throttle right now, um, but I'm really looking forward to what's coming in you know 2021. Hopefully, we can get some back to normalcy. 2022, hopefully again. Uh, I really hope by 2022 things are back to normal. I mean, two years of this shit would be old. Yeah, yeah. I want to hit. I want to hit like a nice gaming event, nice gaming convention, 2022. Yeah, I, I maybe agree. Adepticon. That'd be all right. I haven't done I, Adepticon. I, I in Chicago. I, I haven't done Adepticon either, and I've almost went, but just times things didn't line up at that point in time, so I wasn't able to able to yeah. go. Yeah, well, I mean that's why like I can't really go to like LVO anymore because it's now like it tends to be in January, mm. and I'm just like ah, oh, like <laughs> um, my meetings don't get like scheduled early enough. Yeah, yeah, they're always like last minute towards the yeah, you know, yeah, they're like uh, November, December. December. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I think it, I think it was like the, like I think it was like December twenty third or something. Mm. They were like, "Oh, this is when our meetings are now," and I'm just like, "Fuck." Okay, great. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So I just don't even want to like buy a ticket or anything. But like when we were talking to Reese, he said he wants to get like a New Orleans thing going. Yeah, like, that was... one at some point. That'd be there's one for like New York or something. Might do that one maybe. Uh, or SoCal Open. SoCal Open, head, yeah. yeah. Head down. See Zach. Mm -hmm. San, San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Will's so, vagina. So <laughs> what? So we're in 2021 now. Mm -hmm. um, what is your hobby? Do you have a new year, new new army? Uh, do you have? Um, I know you kind of already touched on some of the things you want to get done this year, but do you just want to maybe elaborate. Is there anything you're focusing on right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm focusing on the hobby sabbatical right now because I'm just not gonna get it done for the fifteenth. Um, I mean, granted, my goals were lofty. They were. Um, uh, but 
yeah, fuck, I mean, I'll let the cat out of the bag now because by the time you listen to this, it'll be the 15th anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I've been working on, uh, you know, I, I dropped a few hints. It's something that, like, no one in Edmonton has genuinely played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy, Dusty, um, and he played uh, a pretty cool a pretty cool army um, that uh, he used, like, Legion of the Damned models for, and I always loved it. And mm-hmm. uh, thematically, he played it as Black Shields, but he always played it as Shattered Legions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he mostly used Night Lord's rules, didn't he, to kind of get like the fear aspect? I can't remember. It's been I can't remember. years since I played it. I know he also included like Alpha Legion in there a little bit, because um, he liked running the saboteur. Yeah. Uh, and I remember we had we had one game where I was playing the Night Lords, and um, I was playing against him, and I had uh, I had a dread like a Contemptor Dreadnought, like a double mm-hmm. double fist, double melt a gun. Yeah. Um, dreadnought and it just like ripped and tore through like i think it was a command squad maybe and his praetor was in there um mm-hmm. uh and like i was about to murder the praetor um like he had he uh he had lost a couple wounds i think mm-hmm. um and uh his saboteur came on and he was like i'm gonna sabotage that contemptor and he just like nailed it and blew it apart at the center mass um saving his praetor uh, and it was just it was a super tight game um i barely squeaked out a win on it i think mm-hmm. but um yeah and i i always kind of loved that and i loved i loved the narrative that he put behind it and i loved like the character behind it mm-hmm. and uh i developed it like a little bit um when we like when I, I ran that first campaign yeah uh and his like I, I loved his praetor so much that he very much became like a central character but he just never spoke mm. <laughs> and uh, it was just kind of like making everyone else feel uneasy around him mm. um so uh being you know still a, a raven guard fanboy i've been cooking up an ashen claws force uh, mm-hmm. a black shields force um yeah, so uh, I've got a Narak Kirini model. Uh, he's just about painted. Probably finish him this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely finish him this week. Uh, and he's he's got a lot more bits and bobs on him than kind of the regular ones do. And they paint fast, which is nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I have this kind of... It's kind of been... like I, I mean, I, I paint in generally dark colors anyway. And one of my... My go-to colors, uh, I guess, which would be equivalent to like Miles's love for Incubi Darkness, is NATO Black mm-hmm. from Vallejo, and it's kind of this like brown, black, gray color. And like when I put that over the Zenith highlight, I was like, "Fuck, I almost don't have to do anything else to this." <laughs> um, and but I mean, he's a character, so I, you know, I really yeah, pushed it. yeah, yeah, I pushed it and like you know, pushed the shadows. I used Incubi Darkness in the shadows, and and then kind of glazed over it with uh, like Intensity Wood with a little bit of like black intensity ink in it um, yeah. to kind of darken it down. Cause their colors are meant to be like um, dark, dark gray, almost black, but I wanted to kind of be warm and really contrast the cool blue or the cool, like bluish greenish purplish black that I do on my Raven guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyone who's played like the horse heresy legions game, shout out to horse heresy legions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really what inspired me on this. I got, I got Narak Kirini in a crate and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? He looks badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked him up and I was like, Oh shit. Like he's looking Terran born Raven guard. 
he's upset and angry all the time. He's really really emo. Uh, well, he's not emo. He's just, you know, when you get when you get that raw of a deal, I get he, it. He does he does get a pretty raw deal for sure. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean it's justified his yeah, hatred yeah. or dislike. <laughs> uh but oh yeah, he's he's I like I like what you did um with him. I've seen pictures of him, obviously you guys haven't. Uh, I'm sure they'll be up by the time this episode's up. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try to get him done so I can post him like as the episode announcement. That'd be awesome. But yeah, I know he's he's got a lot of when you guys see him, you'll know what I mean by this, but he's got a lot of character. The mo- the way you built him and and posed him and designed him, he is he just he's oozing charisma. Yeah. He's... I've got an updated picture actually I just fired at you. Like all I really have left to do is the base and the leather. And then mm. like some wet some like uh oils and enamels and weathering. But um yeah, I've got the little like Terran jades on them. So like I, you know, I took a little bit of creative liberty. There are some things that I wish I had done differently, and I didn't really think about it until like after I already had the black done on them or the mm. gray done on them. And like I wish I had used Sigismund's backpack instead of the Mark III. Um, not that the Mark III looks bad, but Sig- Sigismund's backpack has like all this extra bulk to it, and uh, it just would have bulked him out. I mean, he's tall; like he's almost the height of a Terminator. Mm, yes. Um. And uh, which is sweet because he's a character, so it really really makes him stand out. But and the other thing is because um, I had never looked at Sigismund's pistol until I His just came across grip. it. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I used the pistol grip because it has like grip tape and stuff on it. Yeah, it's almost like uh, maybe a leather or grip tape, like you said. Um, it's really it, it's really for like when you see the model, you'll understand. But it really would help boost his yeah battle hardened look. Yeah, the grip tape, I think, would help it even more than just the backpack would. Um, I, I agree. I do agree. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Like, maybe I'll clip the handle off but um, and then put that one on. Mm-hmm. I'm just so worried about fucking the gun <laughs> and then screwing the whole model up. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, I that I'm just you. like, oh, I don't <laughs> know, man. Um yeah, but like I really got to flex my Blanchetsu muscle on that one. I was I was making him anyway, just kind of for fun. And then yeah, I was like, you know what? Like, fuck, what do these black shields rules look like again? So I went through that and like built a built a three thousand point list that breaks down into like two thousand point Centurion really easy. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think I can break it down into like even a fifteen hundred point Centurion fairly easy as well. Mm. But um, yeah, I tried to do something that's uh, again a, a little different but thematic. So, I mean, they're they're very much ship like you know void based yes and so they use a lot of like ships and teleport strikes and things like that and um for those that don't know the raven guard uh and particularly the ashen claws like they were kind of the original terror troops mm-hmm. uh and they rocked around with horus kind of until they found the raven lord until they mm-hmm. found korax uh and then korax like he also just kind of didn't like them even from go, which was like not their fault. They were just taken from an area that happens to really employ the slave trade. Yeah. Um, and being a guy who grew up, grew up in a slave colony, he just kind of like hates them for their heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
so yeah, they they get it, but um, they you know they like to use cataphracty armor and teleport strikes. So I was like, okay, outline oh, yeah, fits in there well, and um, they like to make use of the dread claws and charybdis and mm. uh, interdiction craft. So I'm like, oh, perfect. I have like a dread claw sitting around, and I, I never liked that I had one dread claw mm. in my space wolves list, but it was in there just because I had a dread claw. Yeah. Um. So I was able to like take that out and five of my like terminators out of the, um, the space wolves list and mm. just add like a dreadnought and like a regular drop pod and like another squad of um, gray gray hunters. Yeah. Which is perfect because it's just more bodies on the ground and more theme. Um. But it gave me then two two dread claws. So I got two marauder squads mm-hmm. that are just rocking with like chain axes in those drop pods. Mm-hmm. Um. Kirini's actually going to go with one of these squads. So instead of like running my Reaver Lord with like Terminators or in Terminator armor, I've got him with the Marauders. And then the Outlanders allows any character model to take rad grenades. Mm-hmm. So the Sergeant on like the, his Marauder squad, which is a squad of like eight. Um, and again, it's nice because like tax squads and assault squads and stuff start at 10, but Marauders start at five. Mm. Um, and they're a little more customizable. So they've got chain axes, and then they're going to have rad grenades, and they're going to be coming out of anvilluses. So those chain yeah. axes wound on twos. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and they have like a veteran stat line. So, uh, They'll be pretty get, good with it. Yeah, exactly. You can't get artificer armor on the, on the chieftains, but, um, you know, whatever. That's fine. They have like three attacks base, so they're like four, four attacks on the charge. Um, and I say four attacks on the charge because I have a heavy chain sword on one of the chief. Mm. Uh, one of the chieftains and then i have um a power fist on the other one so a uh, two-handed and specialist weapon yeah. um but the heavy chain sword will give like no I, I don't think that does give reaping blow i'll have to double check no but... it does not give reaping blow yeah um, oh you know what the great frost weapon does that's what i'm thinking about um yeah uh also, you guys will notice that I haven't had my little internet fart because I upgraded my internet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I've got eight Marauders that are in Anvilus, and Kirini will go with them. Uh, and they have uh, Legion Starry shotguns as well. Um, mm. So they can kind of get a little bit of extra punch coming out of there. Uh, and then Kirini's Halo Blade will be like all of his attacks will be instant death, but it's only AP3. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got... Um, two apothecaries so one with each one of those and those are kind of my my troop choices and they're in anvilises so they can kind of fly around and be fast yeah um and then i've got objectives and stuff. yeah yeah exactly um and uh they're they took a little while to build because i built them like just out of fucking bits and bobs and things that i had laying around so mm-hmm. some of them have like legatine axes which will just be chain axes and some of them have like mark four power axes which will just be chain axes and mm-hmm. and then i've got some reaver chain axes in there as well and some like phobus pattern chain axes and yeah. then a variety of pistols and things like that the shotguns i use the deliverance pattern so they can just kind of one hand them but yeah yeah um and then uh yeah, I've got, uh, and then I've got like a wide variety mix of armors and stuff. So I, I used a lot of those like Mark Sevens that I turned into Mark Fives, mm. um, which helped. Like I, I didn't, I, I almost, I almost didn't have to buy anything for this army. Um, yeah, and what you did have to buy was minimal at, at best. Yeah, I bought like a dread claw for somebody, which that also slowed me down because after like it's fully built and I spent like three hours rehabilitating it, I fucking dropped it and it like shattered. Um, Butterfingers, jeez. Yeah, uh, and I just, and I still haven't completely repaired it because I just I don't want to. I'm upset. Um, 
And uh, so the other Dreadclaw is one of the things that I have to build. Uh, and then I've got a Destroyer Squad. Um, kitted them out with psych grenades, melt bombs, uh, two missile launchers with Rad and Psych and Crack and Frag missiles. Yeah. Because um, we do end up with, like, you know, we've got Demons players. Um, I think we still have one or 2,000 Suns players kicking around. We do, yeah. Uh, um, and so the psych grenades and psych missiles will help with them, all, all of them. Um yeah, you're 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 basically preparing for all comers kind of thing, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. you possibly with that squad, that squad's take on all, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're my heavy lifters, um, and it's nice because I'm like with with black shields, there's no right of war, mm. which kind of like oh, you have to do this or you have to do this, um, and having anvilists as, as like dedicated transports are fucking pretty handy for marauders, um, yeah. especially for fitting into my theme. Right. Um, otherwise, I probably would have put them in like land raider fulvises or something. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like mournful rules saying that they're like cap twelve, because mm-hmm. then I put an apothecary and ten marauders with chain axes and a reaver lord in there. Mm, yes. Yes. Like, Get fucked. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, and then then I've got like the I, I repurposed the deliverers mm-hmm. that I made for my raven guard, the cataphracty with power axes and volkite chargers. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, I took two of the Volkite chargers out, just to kind of add like a fun little weapon that that uh, the Outlanders, the Outlanders Black Shields have access mm-hmm. to is a Zenos Deathlock. Okay, it's the same strength and AP as uh, a Volkite charger, and and it's assault too as well. Um, what about range? Uh, the range is similar. Mm. Um might be i think it's actually longer i want to say it's like 24 inch range okay um, as opposed to 15 but um they're teleporting in anyway so they're going to be fucking dangerous range. anyhow but yeah. yeah with with the zenith death lock like any wounds that the um target unit suffers they then have to take a leadership check uh minus the um minus the number of wounds that they took and then if they fail, they immediately take D6 additional wounds. But Let's... every time that I shoot it, I have to roll two D6. And if I roll uh, less, if I roll lower than the number of shots that I made, then one of mm. my models just dies from mm. lethal exposure to the weapon. So it's like high risk potentially high reward high reward yeah <laughs> like um but it's just cheeky and fun and, and different it's just something that again like we haven't seen um then rag grenades on the sergeant so those uh axes are still wounding on twos mm. um which is super deadly i yeah. mean just you're just increasing the, the chances of you hitting i mean you're only missing one one sixth of the time kind of thing so yeah yeah Right. Um, so hopefully that'll help. Uh, and then I've got another squad of Terminators, but I didn't have any more cataphracty bodies. So I used um, some of the like 30 <laughs> Turner's Terminators I have. Um, so Deliverers 2.0 in the Raven Guard will be Tartarus Terminators, mm. um, which will be fine because then if I have to run them and Korax is on the table, they just like move six inches. Um, but uh, they're they're packing combi weapons and power fists, uh, and then the sergeant has a chain fist and rat grenades, mm-hmm. and so because uh, I, I don't have like a ton of good like anti tank, and and our our meta can get heavy tank nasty <laughs> something from time to time, um, 
so they've got combi meltas. I, I hummed and hawed for a while about like, do I do combi meltas or combi, uh, combi plasma? And I went with the combi meltas, um, just cause my main anti-tank stuff, like, I don't think it's going to make it there too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're going to be pretty vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, then, then to kind of round out my three thousand points, I've got a Xiphon, because um, we know that I love it. And uh, you love them. I know that they say like, I mean, they say that they make a lot of use of interdiction craft, and especially like Primaris Lightning Strike Fighters. But I don't have a Primaris Lightning Strike Fighter, so Xiphon it is. Um, and I like the Zyphon better anyway. I think it's better. I think it's more useful. And then uh, I have six land speeders. So um, and just like regular ones, not javelins or anything yeah. fancy, um, but two squadrons. So one squadron has uh, home mounted grav guns and pistol mounted multi melters. And uh, I had to buy I had to buy one of those from Darren, mm-hmm. uh, which was new on Sprue. But those actually took some time too, because two of them, like the one that I bought from him. And the one that I had still new on Sprue. Number one, the one that I still had new on Sprue was from like '93. Mm-hmm. Like it was when the plastic was like still kind of soft. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> um, that. Yeah, and like it didn't have like assault cannons and stuff. Like it didn't even have all the weapons that they come with now. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little bit warped. So that took like, you know, <laughs> I had to like glue it and then like create some ridiculous rig out of um, like clamps and stuff. Yeah. To try to hold these things in place until like the glue set, so that way it like kind of lined up. Um, and then uh, I replaced some of the bodies. I I don't know how it's gonna look when it's painted, but one of them, um, I just tried to turn the Mark Seven legs into like Mark Four, and so I kind of oh, yeah, like yeah. cut the top off and flattened it out a little bit, mm. and then kind of like hollowed it, and then I so cut, you like, cut the you cut the the, the ball joint oh the knee pads oh yeah, i cut the knee pads um and then like i cut the bottom kind of half of the knee pad out and then used like some used like some vallejo crack filler to kind of like fill the little bit of crack that was there and kind of smooth it out mm. so i don't know man uh, i mean whatever it's covered like 90 percent of the time anyway like it's fine um, yeah and then i was gonna do like um Chris Charon pattern of like Landspeeder, which is the multi melta is like on the bottom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, yeah. on the pintle, and on one of them it is, um, and then uh, the gunner that usually uses like the multi melta um, was gonna just hold a grav gun, mm, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh that'll look sweet, but then I lost my grav guns, <laughs> but. It worked out because the second land speeder squadron was the other thing that I had to buy. And I bought the Proteus pattern, mm-hmm. like the ones with the guys just free balling it out front. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and that comes with like um, the one, the one that I wanted uh, was the Volkite Cauldron and the heavy bolter. And that also came with like the grav guns. Okay. So I had three grav guns. So I cut the uh, little antenna thing off um, mm. and just pinned and then cut like, the back half of the grav gun off and kind of pinned that onto the land speeder. So it still became hull mounted, which is great. Um, and, uh, and it ended up looking pretty good, but one of them was already had, I already like converted the multi melted to hang off the bottom. So mm. instead I kind of made it like a command speeder and I've used the arms from the, um, master of signal. So the, 
the passenger in that one's kind of he's kind of like leading everybody which is great because i'm going to start both of those speeder squadrons on the table turn one Mm. um and then the other one uh, the second squad the proteus has a volkite culverin uh heavy bolter and 200 killer missiles each um so they're kind of there in case i run up against like say custodians or demons because then i've got like some medium strength high volume of firepower it's at like a decent range like um so i think i think like versus especially if i run up against like corn and demons or something like i don't want to fight them in close combat no because no. then they get like points um but if i can just keep harassing them mm. with these speeders um that are gonna you know pump out seven strength five or above shots a turn yeah, it's it's, it's something that, on some of them. That's something. It's it's they're definitely going to be. They're glass. They're, they're glass cans. I mean, the thing is, like, if people do not see the threat, their threat right from the get go, they're gonna really hurt hard. Uh, but if your opponent can see the threat that's in front of them, at least they're not an expensive loss at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you know, I'll have to play with it a little bit, see how it runs, like. Um, you know, I may have to get to a point because the land speeders with the, like multi melts and grav guns, like the range sucks. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Like I'm hoping that I can just like blast them up close enough and maybe like cause a few issues there um, before they get turfed. But uh, if I have to jank, like the grav guns become useless because mm. um, they're plates, they're templates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and originally I had the hunter killer missiles on those land speeders, but I moved them to the uh to the other ones just in case i have to have like multiple units shooting at say like like let's say i you know i run up against someone like myself who mm-hmm. has like medium vehicles and doesn't tend to run like a lot of big ones yeah uh, then like it might be better to have one unit shoot at say like shoot the hunter killers at like a squadron of vindicators or something yeah um you know, and have the land speeders focus on the Spartan or something, right? Like the multi multis and grav guns. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's like overpowered. I think it's got, it, I mean, it has some glaring gaps in like, it doesn't alpha strike super well. No. Um, which, uh, which very much like our meta for a long time has kind of relied on. So, uh, you know, it might be, or at least I've relied on alpha strikes mm-hmm. to kind of keep my head above water. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to try it. Like, I'm I'm really excited, and and, and they look fantastic. Uh, yes. Chris Jaron like printed me up a bunch of Ash and Claw shoulder guards because I was mm. I was lamenting that like oh, I can't get the transfer sheet anymore, and I don't know where to find these. And, like nobody's got them, and he's like, "Well, here I'll just print these up for you." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay, great." And they're really nice quality. Yeah, yeah. So actually, that's the other thing that's slowing me down because um, there is still like the print line there. But the um, I've been using Mecha Primer, which I know like isn't super good because it has like some gloss varnish in it. So it really mm. like flows into the cracks. It doesn't really self-level. Yeah. Um, like the Steinal Res stuff does. So I ordered some Steinal Res, but it hasn't showed up yet. Mm. Um, so I need that primer for the arm guards, but I'll use just like my regular Mecha problem. Well, I used my regular Mecha on everything else. Like all the infantry mm. is primed and Zenith highlighted. Oh, wow. Um, so they're so primed. Just... I, I then put them with a matte varnish. Like I, I covered them in a matte varnish. So that way, cause I've, that's the other issue I've found with the mecha primers. Like when I'm glazing and stuff, and this happened to a couple of robes, 
on my um, on my Mechanicum. If I'm glazing, like sometimes it will start pulling the paint off of the primer. Really? Yeah, and then so like I just have a black fucking streak because um, it's like you know because when you use the water like a glaze is so water heavy and stuff that like as you start pulling it along it starts to kind of almost melt not the right term but i'm going to use the word melt uh the paint that's already on there and so the glaze kind of blends in with it a little bit and that's why you pull it slowly yeah and like fr- from time to time now i've had it just like fucking slide off uh hmm. And so I was like, okay, I, I can't have this happen again. So um, if you just kind of put it with like a matte varnish. And so I did that and then put the Zenith highlight on it. So that should fix it. But once the Steinal Res gets here, like I'm going to put the Steinal Res on the speeders and mm. and on the Xiphon, which is built in, in the Dread Claws. Um, but I mean, like for the line infantry, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of just have to do like one to two layers of like NATO black. And then I might just spray up from the bottom <laughs> with like my um, oh okay yeah my yeah. intensity mixture of wood and black, uh, and then that'll fucking go fast enough, right? Um, and then I'll weather them up. Like I'm not trying to make every single model in here look like a character, yeah, uh, or the the level that I paint characters to. Not that I'm you know this amazing painter, but. Um, but uh, just painting Kirini has been a blast, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been. I really do like his red, though. I really like the way you've done his red on him. Oh, thanks. Like the, um, the shoulder pad, because like, it's it's a st- similar style of how I paint colors. Yep. So I can appreciate how you did, and and, and I really do like and think your uh, your weathering, and your just the the battle hardened armor that he, his, his the way you've done it. It's. Enough that it's present, but it's not overwhelming. It's not like you went overboard with the, with the damage and the and the um, weathering. Just, yeah. you know, it just I really I can appreciate what you've done with him because, yeah, I put like some chunks and like cracks out of them and stuff. And uh, but it's not in your face. It's not like overboard. It's it's subtle and you can see it there and it gives mm-hmm. him character. You know, he's a space pirate at the, at the end of the day. That's what they are, space pirates. Yeah, and, I get a real like. I don't know if you've played like Metal Gear, like the Metal Gear series. Uh, not never really. I played maybe played a couple hours of it at, at most in my oh, life. Okay, well, if anyone's played it, I get like a real big boss vibe out of him. Mm. Like he's he fucking went through this harrowing ordeal and gave kind of everything for you know his country yeah. slash empire, and then they were like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> uh so he's like well fuck you and then kind of went and did his own thing and built like his own little empire right? okay um which is what kirini did uh, and i don't know for those of you that haven't played like big boss formed outer heaven which was like us like a soldier's paradise basically okay um like a place where soldiers can't get abused by their their countries anymore and that's more or less the same thing mm. the action clause did um and actually, they they they've stuck around even into like M forty one, but they're um, in M forty one like they they're renegade, I guess. Mm. Like they don't deal with chaos, none of that crap. Yeah. And they're just like, nah, like that's fucking not for us. Um, but they mm. they have their own little empire that they carved out in the Nostromo sector, like near yeah. the Little Stars. And um, occasionally, the Carcharodons are like, yo, we need help. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I think the Carcharodons maybe um, are probably like the breakaway from the claws that decided to go back to the Imperium and start mm-hmm. a chapter. Maybe, yeah. Um, which is also cool because I didn't have an army that like, could really play in Thromus, and now I do. Mm. There you go. Because they're part of the Thromus Crusade. There you go. Yeah. You're so. not gonna want to. You, you your your plan your plan has always been to have an army from it so you can play it through every major campaign in the book, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like you know, once once I have the wolves, and uh, and the claws and the raven guard, um, that's just about every book. Uh, if I keep that small mechanic, I can do book one, but um. Well, I could use the auxilia for book one, I guess, because they're void sealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that would give me book one, like once the auxilia is done, that'd be book one. Uh, Raven Guard, book two, book three. Um, book four, that's the, I think that's the auxilia book. Um, yeah, book four is the auxilia book. No. Yeah, I think so. And then I think book five is Kalth, right? I think you might have the two of them mixed Anyways, up. all right. Yeah, so book four but... and five is Auxilia and Kelth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the Auxilia I could play in both of those. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I could probably get away with playing the Claws in both of those as well. Mm-hmm. Book four, for sure, I probably could. Um, and, uh, and I mean, Ultramar's on the eastern fringe anyway with the Ghoul Stars. So, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah, know, make my own narrative have the claws show up there and then book six claws <laughs> uh and the ravens actually the ravens fit into there too because that's the yeah. shadow the shadow war yeah yeah and then uh book seven the wolves um slash the auxilia if i wanted to mm-hmm. and then oh, for sure book eight book eight would be the only one that i don't know i guess auxilia or claws because isn't cygnus like way out on the fucking eastern fringe mm. pull up the map um, 30k galactic map. I wasn't sure what to search for this. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to. Was... Yeah, there we go. Uh, oh, also, like, I didn't get this for Christmas, but I did get um, my Kickstarter. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That I gave out or that I, I backed forever ago. So now I probably have like enough once that's built. Like, that's a lot more terrain than I thought. But once that's built, I could probably fill like an eight by four city fight table. Okay, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cygnus Prime is over on the east. Um, man, uh, yeah. McCrag's down like south a little bit. Nostromo's all the way at the top. Um, yeah, the Ghoul Stars are up at the top. Cygnus is kind of right in the middle by the death of reason and then the eastern fringe is down at the bottom but i mean they would have gone all the way up this way right mm. like i don't know Thrama- oh yeah desperation's right there desperation's not that far it's like literally right in the middle of nostromo and cygnus prime so um yeah i could but like the ghouls uh, um, the ghoul stars definitely they ran into demons and stuff because mm. they the claws knew about them there's like a conversation that Kirini has with like a guy, like okay. a ship captain. And he's just like, fucking be glad it's me that found you. He's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to kill you, but there are way worse things out there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, at least I'm not going to feed your crew to demons. 
And he's just like, what? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going to murder you now. Your ship and your cargo are mine. Your crew <laughs> are for me. Um, they'll never see their families again. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that'll that kind of give me all that. And then book nine is Theramis, so pff, they're right there. They're right in there. Because yep. um, they, uh, they don't care for night lords. Tell you that. <laughs> like they they kind of like hunting them down. Um, one challenge on them, though, I will say, it was white leather. Mm. Fucking, that was tough. I still don't yeah. know that I did a good job on it, but I did a passable job. I think it looks good. Yeah, I don't know. I know you're always your hardest critic. Yeah, yeah, your own worst critic. But mm. um, right on. Well, why don't we take a quick break and then yep. we'll come back? And I've been talking for a lot, so um, we'll I'll talk for a little bit more because <laughs> uh, Scott emailed us his list and uh, just wanted us to know about it and okay. um, af- like what he built after we talked about um, you know should he do drop pods or mm. Um, mm. hammerfall should he do orbital assault or hammerfall so oh, okay okay yeah so he's got his list so we can just quickly review that and then yeah, and then we'll let you talk for a bit. Okay. Cool, right on. Betrayal podcast. Uh, cool. So before we jump into uh, you telling us all about what you're going to do, Craig, we can mm. talk about it. Um, is uh, on our last episode, we kind of went back and forth for Scott mm-hmm. on, on uh, whether or not he should do like Hammerfall Assault or Orbital Assault. Mm-hmm. And, and we have an update. Yeah, we have an update. Uh, so we sent his list through. It's 2,500 points. Yep. Um, for HQs, he has a chaplain uh, in power armor with a power axe. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's basic. Yep. Uh, and then he has Sigismund. Uh, so Sigismund is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good duelist. Yes, he is. He's a good character killer. Uh, I like him. Belongs mm-hmm. uh, he's got some Templar brethren, eight of them. Makes sense. Yep. So they're going to rock around with him. Uh, and I assume the chaplain. And they are in a drop pod with a twin link bolter. They have combat shields. Okay. Interesting. Um, I haven't read the rest of the list, 
I mean, I don't know. I like those kind of drop pods. He could drop them behind. Actually, he's got a good screen that he could drop them behind. So he's got three squads of tacticals. Um, okay. With bolt guns. Uh, doesn't look like they have additional close combat weapons. Um, I would probably try to find the points for that if I could. Because they're good chance they're going to get charged. So mm-hmm. you want that extra attack. Um, I mean, granted, they're going to have like a boost to their Overwatch, but I don't know. It's hard to say. It depends on who you're up against. Yeah. Um, yeah. So three of them in drop pods. That'll make a nice screen. Um, there's mm-hmm. also a Seeker squad in a drop pod. I like that. Big fan of that. Uh, they're just armed with bolters. So you want to drop them on like a backfield objective. Yeah. And then just use those cracking rounds. Just start sniping guys. Strength five AP two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you want. Um, and then uh, Zyphon Interceptor. We all know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have a hard run for it. Yeah, it's the best jet, man. <laughs> um, and then uh, heavy support squad, or sorry, three heavy support squads. Ooh. Uh, two with heavy bolters, one with missile launchers, mm-hmm. and they're all in drop pods. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So he can kind of, that's cool actually, he can almost kind of build a wall with it as it goes back, right? So like, like, uh, and how many drop pods is that? It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So he's going to drop four pods. Four, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, I mean, and he can change on what he's dropping at when, right? Yeah. Uh, and even still like, now, I mean, I haven't used a chaplain a whole bunch. Does the chaplain effect only work on the charge, or is it just the first round of combat? Only on the charge. Only on the charge. charge. Okay, so he's going to want to drop those Templar brethren probably back a little bit so that mm. they don't get charged, but you might still want them, like, I don't know, maybe turn two, and then you'll get, like, a turn three charge. Mm-hmm. Um. The missile launchers, you'll be able to snap fire. I would want the missile launchers, I think, turn one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, If you don't have all these heavy support squads built, man, I would, especially the missile launcher one, it's 320 points. That's expensive Um, I would maybe see if you could swap this heavy support squad for a tactical support squad with melta guns. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I think that will close your gap off a little bit, especially just like, you know, thinking about things like Spartans or Mm -hmm. even land raiders. Um, And then, yeah, you can have your two heavy support squads. Uh, oh, you know what might be real, real tricky? I think what I would do with this is I would drop my two heavy support squads in with the heavy bolters, and then assuming he can switch this missile launcher squad to a melt gun squad, I would drop mm. those three first with um, the Seeker squad. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of firepower. Yeah. And then 
because then you're not you're not dropping in danger close. You're dropping in a little bit back. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna want to drop like somewhere near like the midfield or just behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're gonna want to abuse the range, and plus you're only gonna be able to snap fire the heavy bolters on the turn you drop anyway. Right. Um, and then uh, and then your melted gun squad is probably gonna pull some aggro after it fucking blows something up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will almost guarantee blow something up. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and then turn two, you're going to want to drop as many tactical squads as you want and the Templar Brethren squad. And I would drop the Templar Brethren squad probably just ahead of those heavy bolters and seekers. Mm-hmm. And then I would drop the tactical squads kind of as close as possible. Okay. To the front, like to the, to the approaching line. Because mm-hmm. then they're going to get out, spread out a little bit. And now it's like, shit, do I try to get around them? Mm-hmm. and try to get to Sigismund, which is going to be tough. Like, because you're, you're creating a bubble now, right? Which gives you the option to move Sigismund into somewhere and move him into the charge mm-hmm. next turn. Yes. I think that's how I, I would run that. And I, I think that could be really effective. I like it. Mm, I do too. Yeah. But I think, I, think what you, I, I think what you need to do, and I mean, he probably has the missile launchers because it's like, oh, these cover a lot of gaps. Mm-hmm. Right, like it covers, you know, it's decent. It's okay at taking out vehicles, I guess. It's only AP three, but um, uh, do you have to buy the additional no Skyseeker or the yes anti air one? Okay. He doesn't even have those bought, I don't think. So it's fifty points for the entire squad. Isn't it fifty points just for the missile launchers? Is it an additional fifty points above that? For the flak? Is the flak the air one? Yeah. Let me pull the thing up. I've never used a heavy support squad. So you have you have your you have your you have your um frag and your and yeah. your crack and then your flak. Oh, but all three come with the missile launcher when you buy it, right? No, only the first two. Crack and, and the first frag. Two. Okay. So then you you buy a fifty point upgrade for the entire squad, everyone gets flak then. Yeah, so you're buying missile launchers anyway, which is 25, so 50 points. Frag and crack missiles. Yeah, and then flak missiles is an additional 50. Yeah, okay, so he doesn't have those bought. Yeah. Um, but he does have 10 heavy support marines. Okay, and so that's 320 points. It's expensive. Um, well, yeah. Even more expensive when you have the flak missiles. But, yeah, um, but for tactical support squads... Multiguns are pricey. Um, uh, yeah, they're 10, yeah. 12, 10, 12 points? 10, 10 points. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for about the same, he's going to get nine tactical support marines with Multiguns. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Yeah. You're, you're, right. yeah. yeah. The, miss, the missiles, because they're going to, they're going to create or pull so much aggro after they drop. Because everyone's going to know they're going to deal with them, and they're only going to get crack shot or uh, yep. snapshots off on the first the turn they drop. Yeah, and and actually, what he could probably do is even go down to like six or seven tactical support marines of melted guns, mm-hmm. which is still like still good, especially because your Zyphon's probably going to come in turn two and probably finish that off if you didn't kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'd be able to give close combat weapons to his tactical squads. Yeah. Um, especially because if he uses these like a screen, 
good chance they're going to get charged or will charge. Mm. Um, but their bolters will be pretty handy when they come out of there anyway, because they're going to come out and shoot right away anyhow, right? Yes. And then if they get charged, then they get their special little, like, their extra good. Um, hey, you're kind of cutting out here. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I think you I was were cutting out quietly. Yeah, no, no, you're quietly. My mic wasn't picking it up. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think if he does that, like goes down to six or seven mm. tactical support marines, and don't buy artificial armor, buy nothing except for the melted guns and the drop pod. Um, mm. and then I think he'll be able to give the close combat weapons to the tactical squads. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I think that's yeah. the way to go. Right, and then it's still good scoring, it's still decent scoring. Yeah. Right, the tactical support squad will actually give you another scoring, so you'll be at five scoring units. I don't know if Templar Brethren score. Um, I'm not sure if I've I've never really looked. Admittedly, at the admittedly, I don't know if they have implacable advance or not. Sigismund, actually, he might even let Templar Brethren be troops. I think he does. Um. Yeah, I think he does. I also think that he does. I have the... That's not the wrong army list. Never mind. I don't have it handy. But, yeah. Um, if he does, then that, that would put you up to six scoring units. So, mm. it gives you a lot of flexibility. It does. It yeah, does. I like sure. it. I'm excited to fight it. <laughs> to fight um, uh, Imperial Fists very often. No, I In have... In fact, I have... I've only fought them once. I have I'm never back. fought... I have never fought... Imperial Fist. I fought Zax, and I was just slapping him, and then he mm. stole the victory away from me on the last turn. Mm. And I deserved it, because I talked a bunch of shit at him. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to engage in some like psychological warfare. It just did not pan out. Karma's a bitch sometimes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if he does that, he'll probably be able to get those Templar Brethren and Sigismund and the Chaplain into combat. Mm. Um, yep, I like it. Can't wait to see yeah. it, Scott. Right on. Uh, cool. All right. You want to tell us about your 2021 goals? Oh, well. So I, I unwittingly have now started all four of the original armies from the original or from book one. So I have a Sons of Horus, a fully painted Sons of Horus sitting at about 6,000 points, a 3,000 point Death Guard. And ever-expanding world eaters that I can't see slowing down anytime soon. So I thought naturally, and I've toyed with the idea for a while about doing a Emperor's Children army because I don't know. I have this thought that um, these armies are underappreciated. Yep. In the greater scheme of things, um, they, they're not. They're not book seven, not book eight, book not book nine armies. You know, they're they're that book one book two kind of army where they have flaws and I don't know. I think I, I, for myself, I guess it was a point, uh, a point of pride to make sure, make these armies show these armies are still viable on the tabletop and could still be in a lack of a better terms, competitive, you know, and hold their own against some of these, what would be considered top tier armies. And I, I always, I always thought that was best done by utilizing the rules within the armies. Um, I don't rely so heavily on um, on Primarchs or super heavy vehicles. I have Primarchs and I have super heavy vehicles, but 
Um, like my my Death Guard, I've ne- I've actually never played them, but I don't really design them around having Batarian in it. Mm-hmm. Um, my son's a Horus. The only time I ever use Hor or used Horus in the three four years three years I've had them, going on four years I've had them. I've only used Horus when I went to LVO in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just my army's been designed around not having Horus. Horus is not my linchpin in my army. Um, and that might be to my detriment sometimes because it's no way. I, mean, I, I don't think so, man. Like, because uh, I mean, like the primers are awesome. Mm-hmm. I like, I like seeing them. Um, I like using them every once in a while. But I mean, I kind of do the same thing. Um, like, I fucking, I don't even have Korax built. Mm. Um, well, but, just... uh, yeah. Like, and and I mean, you know, again, I don't, I don't build like a competitive list. Mm-hmm. I have, um. I have like I've just been playing the same list for years mm. uh, or some variant on it like I change little things here and there just to mix mm. it up uh, yeah. and I think that's that that and the fact that everybody's kind of built for or a lot of people have built for meta if they try to play like in a more min max style yeah um then they're you know they're typically building for the meta and the raven guard don't really get included for that and so I think that gives me a slight slight edge as well mm-hmm. um but i i mean i genuinely fuck i don't even use like a lore of war man like uh, you know i had to fill in the last time the edl did like a competitive league mm-hmm. i threw him a bone and i filled in and i didn't really change anything too much from my list uh that i normally run um which has like you know weird things like volkai calibers and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and like I think I have maybe six two plus saves in the whole army. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, the only guy who beat me was the custodian player who brought a knight fire and, and bubble wrapped him with, um, yeah. you know, bubble wrapped him with, uh, with bikes. Yeah. With the, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he still didn't table me. Like, so, um, you know, and I, and I built like, you know, the self-proclaimed, um, power gamer you know that was in our area mm-hmm. um uh and i beat his white scars mm-hmm. uh, you know we we taught we tied because it didn't continue to go but uh you know he was like now nah, one more turn i would have had you you would have been toast you got lucky and i was like well fuck let's play one more turn mm-hmm. uh and he was like all right fine well it won't count and i didn't really care i was just like yeah fine um and like he had one model left like I almost mm-hmm. tabled him, uh, and part of that was the dice. But um, yeah, I mean, like you can make some awesome armies. Like I'm, I'm talking to Brady, and because Brady wants to do a World Eaters army because he's heard about yours, and, he, and he's just read Betrayer, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's fucking sweet. But he, you know, and he wants to do something different. So Angron's not in his. Uh, he doesn't have a Lord of War in his because he's going to do a World Eaters bike army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and fucking, I think that's actually probably going to be really scary and super effective. <laughs> well, well, going back to the, going back to the, like my my thought process on when it came to it. Um, so in all all the armies that I've I've played, um, my Dark Angels when I first started playing didn't have uh, rules for a Lionel Johnson or a model. Mm-hmm. I started a Salamanders army, thinking, oh, this is when uh, book book two was out. 
I started a salamander's army and I was like, okay, well, you know, this way I, I, I really like the salamanders. I can use, I can use my Primark. I can, I can use uh, Vulcan. Uh, it took me about two games with Vulcan to realize, no, he's not as good as if I take, you know, Chaplain Rytan and a Praetor. The combo of those two was, did more damage output and were more threatening than he was. And for yeah. less points. Yep. Um, then when less I had points my points means more fun toys. Exactly. And then my Blood Angels, again, I started this army before they had rules. Yeah. So I didn't have a Primarch. So I, I built this army based around not having any super heavies and not having an army. I think I came in third that, that season. Yeah, uh, I think so. A lot uh, of us the, were just starting. Yeah. And you'd been playing for a while. Well, like, And the Blood uh, Angels were always good. No, Blood <laughs> Angels are good. Um, and then after that... And you're good. <laughs> well... I mean, after that, I went to my Thousand Sons, which at that point in time, um, the, he, I, the army was designed around Magnus. Um, it's really kind of hard to make an army without really heavy, heavily considering Magnus in a Thousand Sons army. He really just, he changes the whole army. He makes them from mediocre to top tier, in my opinion. Uh, I think I think you probably make like a pretty slick army with Eamon. You could. You I could. think you could probably make a pretty effective one using him. Yeah, but I mean, um, I know I played Magnus differently than everyone else in the you know in the community, not in our community, but in the community as a whole. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people I'm were always going for, uh, going for that Nova Blast and you know de-weaponing the the D-Nova, where I based him around being a fucking tank. Like yeah. he he literally. I've had multiple games where everything else in my army is dead except for him and his segment. And yeah. literally, literally, if I focus more on that segment squad, I wouldn't need the rest of the army in a lot of cases. I could just, and they, and they, and this is going to um, the specifically the way I started playing him really showed how instead he wasn't maybe the most dangerous character out there at that point in time yeah. on the battlefield, but he was the one who could tank anything. You could throw anything at him and he'd still be standing tall very yeah. few times did he get brought down uh Custode's player played smart uh with his sisters got me down and uh armin's um mecha mechanicum army i mean again he killed everything else on the tabletop except for magnus and the sec mech and that's how come i lost the dangers because i couldn't put a dent in his fairy on and he has a really killer or uh, mechanicum list. So, um, and then when I did my world eaters, um, I don't, I don't own Karn, or no, sorry, not Karn. I don't own Angron. Angron I don't yeah. have an Angron mall. He's not my favorite Primarch. I know he's good, but hashtag not my Primarch. Hashtag not my Primarch. <laughs> like I, I really, I, I started thinking about this because even when I designed my Emperor's Children list, and we're going to go into that in a few minutes here, yeah. I don't have. Uh, Fulgrim in it. I've not designed or even thought about having any special characters in it. Yeah. Because I, mean, I... designed it kind of like or you themed it, I guess, more around Istvan 3, right? Uh, it's not a loyalist or a traitor. It's just how I thought a, a cohesive, perfected unit would go without using um, Fulgrim, without using okay. Saul, without using uh, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
Eidolon, yeah, Eidolon. Yeah. Now, with with that being said, with with, with my Praetor and my check, so I have a so basically with the, the it's I guess my my anti Primark theme or idea. Like I, I'm I want to prove that you don't need a Primark to make uh, an army better. You just proper thought, proper planning, proper. You know, even just yeah, fitting a theme. Yeah, but I mean, like, if, you, if you're playing with a Primark because you like the Primark and you want to theme it around that, that's a little bit different. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, again, like, even with my Dark Angels, I, every time I've built a list for my Dark Angels, I cannot seem to find a healthy thematic spot to put Lionel Johnson, unless it's so, like a... So let me ask you this, because it kind of sounds like maybe you're thinking about how can I power game the Emperor's Children? <laughs> Not that so much that I can... <laughs> Yeah, I could probably power game with them. I guess, yeah, yeah I, I'm looking at it as, I guess, power gaming. I, I don't know. I, I don't think, it, I don't, I don't think on, if someone were to look at it, they'd be like, oh my God, this is a super dangerous, I guess I want to catch people off guard, more yeah. or less. I want okay. it to be like, hey, you know, th this on paper yeah. doesn't look like a super dangerous army, but when this, 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 and this go hand in hand, all of a sudden you're on the back pedal. Yep. You know, oh, I'm like, looking at it now. I, I like it. So the base, yeah, you the base, some new units and like some things I, people don't use very often. Again, that that was the, that was the thing. I was also, you know, we've been preaching so much about um, underutilized units and whatnot. Yeah, uh, and the the tactical, the tactical. Um, what was I calling it? Shit. Uh, tactical. Like the tactical output. Yeah. 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 Um. So I was like, well, you know, shut up or you know, put up or shut up kind of thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start adding these units. And the more I dove into how this would work together and how this would work together and how, you know, all overall it would work together. I started thinking, well, on paper, this doesn't look like a super dangerous list, but, you know, put into practice, this could be a top tier list against some of these, you know, and, and I know in our, in our area, our meta is, um, and I was part of this meta and I still, I still do like the competitive side of things. Um, it was a competitive meta. It was a it was a yeah. very top tier, you know, min max kind of. I don't know if I would use the word top tier, man. Like, um, and I know this is going to kind of like derail us a little bit, but and I hope I don't offend anybody too much. <laughs> uh, like, for me, a top tier player would be someone who could take a garbage list or something that's considered so anti-meta and still win 50% of his games or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't worry about win percentage for myself. Um, whereas like, I wouldn't say that being able to, to go on one D four chan and netlist a little bit together, um, you know, netlist some things together uh, and maybe make one or two tweaks here or there necessarily makes you a better player. Um, it's kind of like I had somebody, Chris Charon had like a really good analogy for it. that was non-offensive and I wish I could remember it. Um, ah, shit. What was it? Um, you know what? It's kind of like, it's kind of like player caps, I guess, for the NHL. Okay. Right. Like, um, if you if you spend it across, like if if the whole thing works better together, like mm. 
you're going to win better. But like, you know, if you spend all your money on the first string, you still probably win the majority of your, your games. But then you look at a, you know, a team like Calgary a couple years ago mm. where like, arguably they're all kind of like, you know, mid to like low upper tier players, but they all worked together like an unbelievable unit. Mm. Right. And, and that changed things a little bit better. Like, um, or think about like weight training, right? Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I hear, I, I hear, I think, and I hear, I understand what you're saying. Um, when I say yeah. top tier, I guess maybe I'm not explaining myself well enough. And I, I do see where you're coming from. Like a top tier player, somebody who can take a, take shit and make, you know, something viable out of it. And I, yeah. I do agree with you that it's it, it's taking something that seems worthless and you turn it into something that could be you you're, you're I and I do understand like how can I yeah like tactics come into it like I'll use an example right so like when custodians first came out mm-hmm. there was a, a brand new player he like this is his first time really playing heresy mm. right uh, he doesn't have to think about the game he doesn't have to think about the objectives. And he beat me purely just by trying to table me, right? Um, so there's no skill really involved in that because especially, say, with an army where you're like, oh, I have moved through cover on all these fucking things. Mm. Like, you might as well not even have terrain on the table at that point. Yeah, or terrain that only affects one person. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, like, and he won the majority of his games. I don't think that having that kind of an easy, you know, an easy time like where you don't have to think about very much. Uh, and obviously you still have to think about things, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. breaking it down to make it, to make that the argument you're, simplistic. You're not... Yeah. That's not going to make you necessarily better, right? You only get stronger when you lift heavier weights. You only get smarter when you solve like more intense puzzles. Mm. Right. And this, this is, this is a game where tactics are, you know, largely important but if you're if you're like you know what um, I'm like who gives a shit about theme I'm just gonna take X Y Z because the internet said it was good mm-hmm. right or because the the output to points ratio is really good mm-hmm. right then you're not trying to play the mission what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a list to just table the other guy first yeah and I hear you on that that's you're definitely right on that one I I think that goes back to your earlier comment about the alpha strike yeah right. Um, um, do as much damage on the first turn so that, you know, this game's over by turn three kind of thing. Yeah, whereas my alpha strike is do enough damage to bring the the uh, the tables down to even, mm. right? And then, like, because after my first turn, you know, my first turn one or two, um, it very much becomes a fight for survival to me. And most mm. of my games are very, very close. They're very, very close. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't often get tabled and... I think the only time I came close to tabling somebody was that White Scars game. And I think I just got lucky with a lot of my rolls, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I also was able to like surround him, which mm. the White Scars are used to surrounding other people. Yeah. Um, but that was that was a net list. It was like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to take this um, whatever that like harness thing is that like, yeah. prevents you from being able to target or charge him. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, I'm going to take that on my Praetor and my Praetor's going to sit by himself. And I'm going to take all these Melta and Plasma bikes and I'm going to take these jet bikes. Um, and I'm, you know, and I'm going to take a lightning and it's mm. all these things that are like, like, I mean, you know, we've argued up and down the lightning and Zyphon thing. 
Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, the lightning's better because it's going to get rid of his expensive toys faster. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but the Xiphon's going to have, like, it's going to do more. It's going to be more versatile over the, the, yeah. long, the long run. Yeah, exactly. And if you're that worried about that thing, you've probably already got something in that list to try to buffer it anyhow. Right. Because, um, mm. I, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to sound braggadocious, but, um, you know, when I first played in that first season where you were running the Blood Angels and, and you mm. and I met, um, I was playing Raven Guard then, and, like, I fucking lost my first game, like, 27 to 1 or something. Yeah. And then I lost my second game like 18 to six. Right. And now mm. I'm getting to the point where, yeah, I, I win some games, but I also have, you know, events like when I, I, I ended up playing in my own Hecate event and I think I won the first game and I lost the rest. Mm. Right. But they were close. Right. And it was, it came down to these really cool moments where this one hinge thing happened. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think, saying that we come from a, a you know a top tier meta is also just um it's a little bit arrogant i think okay how about a ultra competitive meta yeah yeah i mean i i, I would agree with that um because i like i mean fuck i've had people just in 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 our t- our town just straight out scream at me and call me a fucking idiot because i said power gaming isn't part of the hobby Mm. like or power gaming isn't part of the you know the horus heresy hobby um and you know we we've again we've we've beaten this dead horse to death Mm. a second time but uh like you know i think i think the balance in horus heresy and the reason it seems so imbalanced is because it's designed with theme in mind and if everybody has some gaps then everybody's on even ground yeah Right. Um, and yeah, you can take certain things and just absolutely fucking break them. But I don't think, you know, to suggest that nobody else could do that, I think is folly. Oh, no, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe I don't I don't see the because you and I joked about it. You said one time, like, man, thank God, like, you don't power game. And mm-hmm. I was just like, check out this fucking list I just made. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, you know what I mean? And and it was just like, I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> like, yeah, because we were we were talking, I was like, you know, you, what would happen yeah, if you power game? Argument that I yeah, and you're like, what would happen if you if you? I was like, what would happen if you started power game? Why don't you just start power gaming and prove these guys? And then you sent me a list. I'm like, yep, you're a power gamer. Yeah. I just don't want to do that. Um, that's not it's not my version of fun. And if you know you and your your buddy or you and your opponent agree on that, like great, fine, go for it. I don't care, mm-hmm. right? There's a really cool event at uh, I think it's at the Nova Open. Mm-hmm. It's called the Excursiatus. Okay. Like you know what I mean? Do that. Like mm-hmm. if if you think if you think that you know you're you're this like ultimate nasty player. Um, and you think that you can beat anything, go fucking win the excruciatus. Cause that's literally like all bets are off. Take yeah. the nastiest fucking shit kicking list that you can possibly mm. kick with. And, yeah. and I think it's like a one day event. Um, but you know, if you show up to an event where you've got 50% of the guys who arguably could just look up a net list or, you know, some variation on that or make mm. their own tweaks on it based on, on what they think slash want, mm. um, 
you know, and, and everybody's doing that, then yeah, you will get some players who are at the bottom just because, you know, their faction can't hold quite the same. Um, but, uh, you know, you're going to, if you end up, if you go to an event and half the people are, you know, they show up with lists with gaps in them because for them, they just wanted to, you know, make something that looked cool on the table and, you know, or they wanted to use this particular unit because they thought it was cool and even though it's not effective. And so they end up with a couple of gaps and they try to close them off somewhat. Mm. And then you get paired up against the guy who was just like, here's my night firing and like, I'm going to bubble wrap it with three jet bike squads. And I'm going to put my tribute in in the jet bike squad so that its toughness goes up to six. Mm. And then, um, you know, the rest of my the rest of my army is just going to be like three, uh, you know, like three base units of the cheapest sisters and Charons, and mm. they take the infiltrate cadre so that they can show up wherever they need to. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it goes up against the guy who's got his Saul Tarvitz Emperor's children out. Yeah, that salt harvest guy is probably going to get his shit kicked in, mm-hmm. but he's not going to enjoy the game. And you know, it, it, to me, it always it always comes back to something that you said to me. Um, I think it was I think it was before LVO twenty nineteen. I think it was the like the year before that. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Uh, it was March in Middenheim, whenever that was. Um, so that was twenty. <sighs> I don't know. Like, 2018 like, or 2019, 2019, 2019. Was 2019. That, that, are you sure? So, uh, no, no, that was like 2018. Uh, Cause I had just sold the night Lords. Mm. Yeah. So, you're running. Yeah, you're... That was like season three mm. um, or season. I know. And what are they on now? Like season six or something? Um, season seven. I don't know. Anyways, oh. um, it was, you had your thousand sons mm-hmm. uh, and you're playing against Andy Mm. I think it was Andy's like first iteration of his ultramarines or something. Yes. And you said like, and you talked to me like right after the game and, uh, and you were like, man, like I don't want to play my, my thousand sons anymore. And I was like, why? And you were like, like, fuck, like I could tell Andy just hated the game. Yeah. You know, like you looked across the table and he was just miserable and that mm. was fun for you. No, it wasn't. And, and I do you were like, and this guy's my friend, like on top of that, like, Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I guess I, I, I've always prided myself on like having enjoyable, fun games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I was playing that, I was playing that and I know it wasn't because me and Andy weren't having fun, but I know he wasn't having fun because it wasn't just, you know, I was, Magnus was the whole army, even though I even toned it down was still so brutal on the tabletop yeah. that on that entire event. Yeah, I did. I walked away with I walked away the overall winner of that event because I just I curb stomped everyone. Um even even the person that was uh really had like a, a real good hardcore net list kind of idea, you know, super power gaming list. I yeah. even gave like I beat him. And I wasn't even trying to power game. I was just trying to be like, oh, this is this is my thousand sons army. These are the things I like. Yeah. You know, and then I was just like, I, because I, I, I know I could have gone much, much meaner with that list. Oh, for sure. Um, um, and and by taking stuff like um, tactical squads and taking, I only had at that point in time I was only running seven sec mech. 
you know, I wasn't, it wasn't an overly crazy segment list. It was bare minimum. And I was still just curb stomping each person I lined up against. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I mean, again, if both players are expecting that and that's what they want to do, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But I think the important thing to take away from this conversation is this is a two player game. Yeah. Right. And just like in any other, you know, two person event, you have to be considerate of the other person. You mm. really do. Right. And not call them a fucking idiot because they don't want to min max their army. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's a two player thing. And every once in a while, like I, w I will take a run at these like excruciatus grade lists because I want to see, if I can hold my own, I want to mm. see what I can learn from that because to that same point, like if I, you know, I'm playing Raven guard and uh, you know, I'm not playing the absolute fucking disgusting list that I sent you. No, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I want to get better. And the way that I do that is I end up against those things, mm. but there are unfortunately some, you know, scenarios where it is, it's going to be an extremely uphill battle and it's not enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. I was playing one, I was playing a solar auxilia player. I can't remember when this was. And this was when I had my emperor's children. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, fuck man, you saw that, you saw that list. Like I had no special characters. I had like no. a terminator, um, like guy. And he had like a command squad of cataphracty terminators and they yeah. were in a, uh, a land raider not even a Spartan. I had like a whirlwind Scorpius mm -hmm. and like, you know, two rhinos with tactical squads in them with extra close combat weapons and like a Bacilla yeah. and Nuncio boxes. And, uh, this was before the Palatine blades got their update. So I had weapon master vets inside of an anvilus drop pod. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had to borrow the drop pod for the game. Cause again, I was just filling in for somebody. Mm. Um, and, uh, because mine's still in the box. <laughs> but, I mean, that should give you an idea how old that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I had, like, a six-man Terminator squad in Tartar's Terminator armor with combi melters and power fists mm. and uh, a Javelin land speeder with multi-melta and the missiles on it. Mm. And that was, like, my 2,500-point list. Mm. And I played against yeah. the Solar Auxilia. Um, the Termites had recently come out, but I think he only had one Termite. Um, so, you know, it's two Dracosans with the Demolisher Cannons on them. He's got mm. a Unit Cheronites and the um, the Lord Marshal, and he's infiltrating three units. So he infiltrates the two Dracosans and puts the Lord Marshal with the Cheronites behind it. And then he brings that Baneblade variant that has, like, the seven-inch template. Yeah. And he put a tank commander in it and gave it preferred enemy infantry. So it's like just instant deathing and ignoring armor like all over the place. Mm -hmm. And you know, long story short, I won on objectives. It was and I just got lucky to be honest with you. Like I killed the Charonite squad by having the anvilus fly over it and just kill enough people to make him lose the the morale check and run off the board. Mm -hmm. uh, and then like again and then i i went for objectives because this guy wasn't playing the objectives he was just i'm gonna table you and that's how i'm gonna win yeah that's the, you know that's all that matters here and yes i won but i didn't enjoy any part of that game yeah like it was not fun for me um and you know as as an opponent as as a player i never want my opponent to feel like that and i mean 
Well, and I, I hear you on that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that's what you do. Like, that's yeah. the whole reason you stopped playing the Thousand Suns. Yeah, I don't even own the Thousand Suns yeah, anymore. Yeah, was because you were like, "This fucking sucks." Like, it makes you not have fun because the other yeah. person's not. Having fun. Well, and I, it was de- it was definitely it was definitely like it was an eye opener moment. Um, even when I was at because I took them to LVO, so March the Midheim event was in uh March. twenty March twenty eighteen because twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah is when I took, I took that list to LVO and I think I came in seventh place. I would have yeah, come in higher. Like I would have come in higher, but I was playing against another thousand. I ended up playing against another thousand suns player on, on uh, game three. Yeah. And there was a last minute change to the, the rules on no. mission one. Oh, was there? Yeah. And that caused oh, like yeah. an issue with the white scars and anyone who could fucking fly over troops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and and actually, it it won me my first. It won me that first game. Because, but yes, uh, I just dropped in and ran off. But well, so I, I played that. I played that game. Um, I think that would losing that game dropped me from like third or fourth to to yeah. seventh, because uh, yeah. he ended up coming in fifth. But um, I was I he brought a thousand suns list and was doing the exact opposite that I was doing. He was doing the D Nova blast. Uh, unfortunately he wasn't completely up to date on his rules and me and him butted heads a few times um yeah. but i if i finally like i think we got to, out of a two and a half hour game we got to turn three because it was it was an argument every time everything we one oh, of us did he was yeah, arguing with sucks. me and the thing is like at that up to that point up by that point in time i had probably been playing the thousand suns for a solid year I played against people who knew what I was bringing in my list. So yeah. they were very well prepared for, you know, what I was, you know, bringing. Yeah. Um, so there was no surprises, but I practiced with that army all year long. Oh yeah. Yeah. We played so tons of games. I knew. I got stomped those, by them repeatedly. <laughs> I knew those rules inside and out and I just arguing with him. Uh, yeah. That did take the fun out of it. Um, yeah. Uh, that sucked the fun out of it because, you know, I didn't want to be the rule Nazi, but, I yeah. also knew the rules and it wasn't just like, he wasn't just like making minor mistakes. He was making like fundamental game changing OP mistakes. Like I yeah. was just like, man, you can't do that. And he's like, yes, I can. I'm like here. Yeah. I mean, that's a pain. Like you're always going to run into somebody like that. I think probably at, at any big event, like mm. there's a solid chance. Um, I think that just comes down to like sportsmanship. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of times where you know somebody comes up and he's like, "Fuck, can I do that?" Or I'm like, "Can you do that?" And it's like, "Oh, I don't know." And then instead of like having him look it up, I'll be like, "Let's just roll for it because it's faster." Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know sometimes it goes my way and sometimes it doesn't, and I don't really care. Um, but you know, and and I, I guess I guess I should also say like, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to win. Like you're playing a game. Mm. at the end of the day right like I, yeah. I i get it like yes you still want to win mm. um obviously uh but you know you still have to be considerate you know if, if you're trying to win at all costs like mm. that's border you know how do how do i know that you're not also willing to like hide a dice roll or like you know oh, i hear you uh, i you mean know, i mean i would rules like that guy um i i wouldn't i wouldn't go <sighs> necessarily that far i mean i've played in game played games where you know straight up people are cheating um uh, for the you know yeah, the majority that before but the majority of of the people 
in our community or not in our community, but in our you know playing this game are out there just to have fun. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly just fucking cool dudes looking but, for other cool dudes trying to play. Um, and, but I mean, uh, focusing solely on the winning aspect at every at the expense of everything, including your opponent's uh, enjoyment. I mean, if you're out to make your opponent miserable and just not have fun and you're just only out there to win, then you're kind of lost. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that they're trying to, you know, make their opponent miserable. I think they're just, you know, they just don't care. Um, it, you know, the, the other person's feelings are irrelevant. Um, it's all mm. about the win. And mm. for me, I, I think, I think when you're all about the win and you build your list with the win in mind, right? Like with that win at all cost in mind, mm. you're worrying about the destination and you give no shits about the journey and you give no shits about, you know, what you have to do to get to that end. Yeah. And with that, you end up with like no soul in your army, if that makes sense. I right? know I, I do. I, it's I it's kind of like, you know, buying a suit off the shelf um, almost, but uh, that's a whole other analogy we don't have to get into. But um, anyways, we, we got, we got way in on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously nothing wrong with wanting to win. No, um, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take a unit that, you know, sucked quote unquote, just because it sucked, like just for the sake of taking it. Yeah. I don't think having a narrative or thematic list in any way, shape or form means that, you know, you're just taking underpowered units mm. for the sake of taking underpowered units. Um, the gaps that result in a narrative list happen naturally, I think. Yeah. And there's things that you can do and pieces that will fit your theme. There always is that'll help cover off those gaps for the most part. Um, and you can still have like something effective like this list for the Emperor's Children mm. that you're going to run us through. Um, <laughs> you know, and then this, this, while it isn't, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from now. It's it's not built with a particular theme in mind. No. But you're building this in almost like a workout type scenario because it's like, hey, I'm going to take this unit that doesn't have any playtesting. And I'm going to take this unit that people said sucked, but I think I can make it work. Mm. And, you know, and I'm going to do that. And it's, it's going to create a strategy for me. And I'm going to have to think about what I'm doing. And, yeah, good chance you'll probably lose a chunk of the games that you play at the start. Yeah, but as you practice with it, just like I did with the Ravens, mm. like eventually you'll get good at using it, mm. right? Mm. And then people will enjoy those games because they'll be like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming," or like, you know, this amazing thing will happen that'll be like, you know, TSN turning point, mm. and you'll just be like, "That was unreal," right? And and, and everyone's going to enjoy the game, and that's what's important, mm. uh, at least to me. That's what's important is that what? everyone enjoys it. And I think you know, I think we're on the same page. I'm not suggesting, of course, that you don't care what the other person feels no 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 i know i know i know i I don't i don't don't, i'm not thinking that at all but um i guess this is this is a we 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 talk so much about having a thematic list and and whatnot this is a theme in a different sense like i'm not using a piece of art or a piece of uh literature or you know lore fluff to bring this together i'm using uh, I want to play. I'm basically using my this Emperor's Children Army to play test ideas, yeah. work on my strategy because I, I want to become a better, better yeah, uh, player. And I think yeah, it's your gym. I, th- I I think that by having an army that doesn't utilize those you know so called OP or you know the the um, Lords the of War, units, yeah, you know that yeah the half two units the I must have this auto because includes, the, that's what I was looking auto for. includes. There we go. Fuck. I'm yes, happy. you're. Auto includes. It's been it's been a month since the last time we recorded, so 
Yeah. But yeah, like the auto includes the whatnot. Like I, I want to see if I go, okay, can yeah, I can make I this work? work? I like yeah. this unit. Do I like this unit? Do I, if I put these together, you know, I'm seeing a combination. Has anyone else seen that combination? And then how will that combination actually work? Is it all just in my head that I think it's going to work? Or can I put that into practice on the tabletop? So that's, this is what this is to me. This isn't because my world eaters, obviously everyone knows I definitely th themed them heavily. Um, they're still going to be a work in progress. They're always, I, I got a feeling that they're going to always be a work in progress because I really like them. Yep. But again, um, and my, my sense of horse, I also started off as a th theme based on return to Istvan being a loyalist sense of horse army. That's yeah. why I have no planes. Yep. I have one draw pod, like, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, this this was this was more of a test my metal. Yeah. Uh, no, I like it. It's heresy on hard mode. Yeah. Like everybody says, you know, everything I read out there, everything I see on the internet. Oh, the Emperor's children—they just suck. They're just—they're pointless to take right now. They're yeah. just at point. Their units cost too much. They're not as effective. You know, this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, as well, an aside. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt again. I think Emperor's children bike army could be fucking hella effective. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I, I, at one anyone point, wants to make that, and I would be happy to play that army. <laughs> well, funny you say that because this army started off with a bike theme in mind. Oh, look at that! And, <laughs> and the only reason why I didn't go with it was because it was going to cost a small fortune. Yep, to that's do. fair. <laughs> and being that I I started a Raven uh, Raven Wing um, bike army, and I'm about fifteen hundred points into that, and that army is probably one of my most expensive just yeah yeah point they cheap they ain't cheap no nope. they're just not and i bought a thing of bikes i i would like at some point to do some raven spikes but mm -hmm. let's but, see what you spent on that <laughs> well so far and it's been a while uh, too. i'm looking at forge rule right now well i mean the prices have changed yeah well. um, it uh i've got one two right now i've got uh, eight, yeah i mean seven, like three or 160 bucks well, I've got eight, like, nine. Well, yeah. no, nine. I had, I had nine. One of them uh, went into another army. Yeah, um, one hundred ninety-two for custodians jet bikes. Ooh. Sixty-two for each individual golden cashig. Anyway. Uh, um. But yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um. So, let me go back to my list here. Yeah, I've got it up here as well. So I've got a Legion champion, and this is really yep. kind of the pivotal point to my quote-unquote Death Star, because I don't consider this a Death Star. I just think it's going to really shock people. So yeah. I have a, a Legion champion. He I think is... champions are underused. I think I think they're bad. I think they're like it's a fucking access to another Paragon blade. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? I have one for my Black Shields built. Mm -hmm. So uh, the only access to Paragon Blades I get. <laughs> on a quick note, I am doing Marascara. Okay. Um. So good, with, right? I love the. I I, I prefer it over the Cacophony, the uh, yep. other one. Um. So with the rules, mm -hmm. being that they have the Exemplars of War and they get the plus one initiative when they're fighting in a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, with Sonic Shriekers, with their flawless execution, with the special rules for the champion, he is at has the ability to be an initiative seven. It's 
speedy. It's a speedy Speed. boy. So he is now striking at pre, or Primark level. Yeah, yeah, Primark speed. So basically, I have him do his challenge against the Primark, and he's going to keep the Primark busy. Yes, he's going to die. He's going up against the Primark, mm-hmm. but he's still going to be going at the same initiative as him. So they're going to be going simultaneous, and they're going to be, and he's going to be there. He's going to be the sink along with the Palatine blades that are going to be with him. This frees up. This frees up my Praetor to go ape shit on the rest of the Death Star, the Terminators or whatever's around yep. them. Because yep. the Primark is singled off with my champion. Yeah. Champion's gonna die. I know he's gonna die. He's Yeah. He's a hundred well, maybe not, points. man. Like I mean he might he might get that instant death through. He might from the Paragon Blade. Just chop that Praetor's head off. Well, Praetor, but Primark, he's he's not he's not gonna Yeah, stand he's up not gonna kill a Primark. Um, but he is gonna keep him busy. For my Primark or my Praetor to do his thing. Yep. Um, so the Praetor. Now here's something. And just that, try to go for the sweep, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm basically. Well, it's either, not going to happen because it's. Well, it might. Either I'm trying to eliminate all of his Death Star, so it's the Palatine Blades and the Prime Praetor on on onto the Primark because Primarchs are vulnerable when they don't have the, the bodyguard. Yeah. Around them, right? Yeah. Um. So my plan is my my hope is that the Praetor will do the heavy lifting against the terminators or whatever they have surrounding bodyguard wise around their uh primark mm-hmm. the palatine blades uh because i have how many do i have of them i can't remember um i think i have five of them six mm-hmm. of them sorry six of them i have six of them um and they've got a mix of weapons but the primark the praetor i'm running with uh he's got a jetpack yeah. iron or iron halo he's got artificial armor He's yeah. got a bolt pistol. He's got a Your sonic standard trigger. jump, jump predator. Out. Yeah, out. yeah, okay, yeah. Um, he's got a paragon blade, obviously. Yep. Um, he's also got who's supposed to? Well, how come I don't have? Um, he's also supposed to have a turnable saber, which the ch- our, uh, oh yeah. yeah champion yeah. does too. Yeah, and that helps with their speed. Uh, I don't think with the Paragon Blade, maybe I'm wrong. If you guys know, like, let us know, because this, the Paragon Blade's a specialist weapon. Yes, I believe the Tornable Saber is it's a duelist weapon. It's a, it's no. a duelist edge. No, it's, I gave him a Power Fist. Paragon Blade and a Power Fist. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah, so he gets the extra weapon. attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at an, an older list that I hadn't revamped. Oh, him. okay. Yep. Because yeah. you've seen you've seen him. He's in the he's in the duelist pole pose. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah. and he's got the power fist, so he's dual. He can. Yeah, he gets the he's seven attacks on the charge. Yeah, he's got seven attacks on the charge, and he's he has a dual role. He can yeah. fuck up. Uh, if I get in, in into combat with a uh, dreadnought, he can fuck oh, that yeah. up. Yeah, you can punch the dreadnought out. Yep. Or I'm going up, I'm killing Death Star Terminators or whatever is bodyguarding the Primark. Um, The Palatine Blades, they're, again, they're wound soaks. Um, I kept them small. The whole thing was this unit is to distract Death Star while the rest of the army is off doing its thing. So, again, one of the things I wanted to um, work on, or because I don't see people using them, is the Seeker Jet Bike Squadron. I love that model. I love those. No, not the model. I love the rules. think they're just killer yeah um uh two tactical squads again i went with oh uh, also uh on the jet bike sky seekers um mm. there's a guy who 
I just shared it on the story for the DAB podcast. He did his hobby sabbatical. As oh, yes, I saw that. Like, and he used like the it's Nazari minis. Nazari. Um, yeah, and it's uh, he did it for Salamanders, but he got yeah. the bike from Cromlech, and it mm. looks pretty sick. That's his S-Talk bike. Actually, I really like it, and I, I like the base that it comes with, too. Comes with like a miniature flying base, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe use those. Like, they look pretty sick. Or, I don't yeah. know, maybe you've already got an idea and bought some stuff. I haven't bought anything yet, but I had an yeah. idea, and I'm still going to I'm still gonna consider I'm going to do a test model first before I yeah. dive deep into it. I have two, back to the Army, I have two tactical yeah. squads. Um, I'm a big proponent for um, adding the additional weapons. Yep. Uh, the additional close combat weapons, because it makes your tactical squads more uh, versatile. I guess versatility is one of the main things. Yeah. Um, pay those points, get those extra attacks, because in that one-on-one, you know, tactical squad on tactical squad, if your opponent doesn't oh, have, I get smacked so hard because I don't have the additional close combat weapons. Yeah. On my Ravens yeah. ones, and like, yeah, I've had just another tactical squad beat the ever-loving shit out of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's yeah. the volume of attacks, right? Yeah. So I'm a big proponent for that. They're they're they are in. Uh, in rhinos to keep the whole you know speed keep them going yeah keep them going uh i was going to go with my tried and true go to um javelin um javelin land speeders oh yeah yep i chose to not do that and i instead what i thought you know what about the saber tanks can i make them viable in this um and uh, right now it's only a 2100 point list um oh i forgot to well, I, th- I think I, yeah, I've, I think I've got a few ideas on how to bulk it out. Um, we'll get to that. But yeah, so saber tanks. I uh, wanted to test them out. I uh, went with the uh, Volkite heavy yep. um, setup because I figured I think that would be the best for crowd control, thinning yep. those those tactical squads that are you know getting a little too ballsy ahead of the. You can kill rest. rhinos and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yep. it, you know, their their job is not to go tank hunting. Um, I would leave that to a uh leviathan um mm-hmm. it's been a long time since i've had a leviathan in an army um actually my blood angels was the last time i had a leviathan in my army yeah it's been a while and i still really like them um so i was going to go with um dual assault cannons not assault cannons sorry um auto cannons the uh let me just pull it up here flamers no the storm cannon Oh, the storm cannon. Okay, yeah. yeah. On this, on the list you sent me, it said siege claws. Yeah, ignore, I, was, I was, I was gonna say like do the cannons. Yeah, ignore that. That list uh, was I've I've probably done a few iterations of this list, yeah. and I thought that was the most up to date one, and it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, the funny. one, the one on my phone is the most up to date one, but yeah, uh, has uh, storm cannons, two storm cannons along with two volkites. Again, it's volume of fire. Yep. Um, oh, I think and that's really good. It'll cover off like if you end up against like custodians or. Well, and he's going to be in a drop pod, and he's also. I'm also planning on taking two death storm drop pods with it, so I'm not going to have any Ooh. any heavy I'll weapons. Like I'm not going to have any heavy weapons, like heavy, you know, yeah. tanks, Fuck, in like my that. heavy support. So basically, 
in on, in turn one, I'm either having a Leviathan come in and a Death Storm or two Death Storms. Ah, oh, man, I love that. It's like it's like a three pronged maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you're coming in from the sky, you're coming in from the front, yeah. and you're coming in from the sides. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so, and I love it. That kind of that kind of that's kind of where we're sitting at, and that's sitting at yeah. about uh, twenty two hundred points. Cool. Um, have um, you bought Palantine Blades yet? I do have Palatine Blades. Oh, I have 10 bodies just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, I, I have, have 10 of them just sitting there doing nothing. I have I have 10 and I have the jetpacks for them too. Yeah, well, I was going to use them for uh, Blood Angels. Mm. But since I'm not going to do Blood Angels anymore. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've got... I've got the Palatine Blades covered. I've also got the... Should like, talk to me first. <laughs> well, I was doing it to uh, bolster an order, a Forge World order. Okay, yeah. Like, like you've been doing with your Mechanicum. I've been yep. doing that with... Yeah. Uh, so I don't have much for this army. I have the Praetor built and the test paint on him. Mm-hmm. I'm going with uh, Purple People Eater from Turbo Dork. Turbo Dork, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I've had to change it because I thought it was too glossy. So I gave it. I ran a uh, purple shade through it. I was gonna say just um, hit it with like a varnish. Hit it with like a matte varnish or something. The matte the matte varnish did not work out well for it. Oh, okay. What about uh, so satin I, varnish? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't tried a satin varnish, but uh, I I hit it with um purple sh- the purple shade, uh from GW, and then the Zeth highlight of the the um purple people eater again and it turned out the way i wanted it was what it finally worked out the way i imagined it i just have to do um shading i have to do the 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 shade shading in on him and then i've Mm -hmm. got to do gold uh he's i'm using the sword from uh the blood angels uh sanguinary guard because i love that sword i think it's the best paragon blade out there yep yeah um and with the wings i'm i i'm i got rid of any blood angels or, uh, um, like blood drops blood drops and all that I got rid of all that uh, the torso I used again was uh, from that same kit from yep. the because uh, I actually got the parts from you yep. um, yeah a lot, a lot of good uh, a lot of good cross pollination between both of those yes yes forces with each other they're very close uh, the power fist is from the mark 3 terminator from the upgrade set yeah. um, yep. the legs are palatine blade legs Nice. So I kind of incorporate. I'm also using the shoulder pads from the Palatine blades, um, and I'm going to be. I found a quick, fast marble technique. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really happy with that. So I'm going to you be. Go ahead. Do that on shoulder pads. Yep, all the shoulder pads. Every shoulder pad, and then it'll have gold trim. Nice. I it, like it's to the point where it's. So what I did is I took a used uh, bounce sheet or dryer lint dryer sheet. Um, yep. Yeah, I've done that. And I just stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out. And then if I, I prime the model, I prime the shoulder, I'll prime the shoulder, but shoulder pads black. Yep. And I'm going to do a gray uh, in certain spots and then a brown. And then I'm going to wrap them up in the um, stretched out uh, bounce sheet. Oh, nice. Get them nice and get nice and strapped across. It. And then I'm just going over it with uh, white. White. Yeah. Just white. And then so you get a mix of the grays, the gray, the brown, and the black. Yeah, that's um, smart. And that then uh, I'm gonna uh, satin coat it so it has some shine, not um, nothing too. I don't want gloss, a gloss shine on it. Mm-hmm. I'll shade, I'll shade it, and then I'll uh, gold trim. 
Bob's your nice. uncle. And I mean, literally, I've tried. I tried this this uh, marbling technique on my test dreadnought. Yeah. And it was too. It was. It, it literally took Gang me. Gangbusters. Oh yeah, it, I think it took me like five minutes to do this marbling. Nice. And it was like my second attempt at, at marbling. I was like, okay, this looks good. I'm happy with this. This is exactly what I'm looking for. So. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm actually really excited for the, the Deathstorm drop pods. Mm. I was thinking of like getting some for myself as well. Mm. Um, like to work into my Raven Guard for like my Istvan part. Now, there is something I, I did notice um, yeah. when we did our little, when we were talking about that, that was before I had read the uh, FAQ. Back. Yeah, yeah. Greg Dan pointed that out as well. Yeah, they're not as good as they were when they originally came out, but they're still pretty fucking good. No, uh, I think they're pretty much the same, man. They're just cheaper. Um, No, they they don't get they don't get as many shots after the first turn. The first turn, they're their first turn they drop in. They are they they throw shots everywhere. Every turn after that, I think I think their shots are heavily reduced. Um, I mean, I think it was like that. Even for the the original version of it, drop pods, errata, legion drop pod, legion dreadnought, anvilus, death storm. Yeah, so the death storm now it's 115 points, which was basically what it was before. Yeah. Um, the death storm frag launcher or frag launcher is heavy two blast three inch pinning, strength five AP four, still good. Um, mm. And the crack launcher is uh, strength eight. AP three heavy three. But it was the number of shots that we were talking about before. It was throwing out shots. Oh yeah, because I think you could shoot with both. If you all three, you could well, shoot with all three. Uh, no, you can still shoot with all three sides. Um, you just you only choose one of the profiles. You still shoot with all three sides of it. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me finish. So drop pot assault. We know that one. Uh, mm. Impact reactive doors. As soon as it's deployed, the doors open to full extent. All passengers must disembark. Mm. Not relevant. Can't move. Inertial guidance system. Area denial. Any successful morale checks or pinning tests caused by a death storm um, on the turn it deploys must be re-rolled. Uh, landing volley. Uh, drop pod opens fire indiscriminately in the first shooting phase after it arrives from reserve. Each unit, friendly or enemy which has one or more models within 12 inches of the hull, suffers a single shooting attack using the profile listed for the Death Storm. Uh, drop pod's armament instead of its normal shooting attack this turn. In subsequent turns, the Death Storm may fire normally in any direction from its weapon mounting. Um, yeah, you're right. It's changed a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. It doesn't so, throw as many shots. Yeah, I mean, well, you still get three shots out of it at least. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, I most we, of the time, that's what you're going to be doing, but um, they fire normally in any direction from its weapon mounting. So, I mean, like, that gives you a little, it still gives you, like, some good flexibility with it, right? Because your Death Storm frag launcher, like, you could shoot one blast mm. forward and one blast backwards. Mm, yes. Right? Or, well, like, the crack launcher, you could shoot it in fucking three different targets. Three different targets? I think. Um, well, no, I guess you can't do that. Oh no no! Because no. of the rules for shooting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's fine. So and the first I still turn, it's worth it. The first turn, it shoots at anything within twelve inches of it. Yeah. Which so you is basically huge. you just drop it into the back line. So you're getting three shots into every unit within twelve inches of friendly or foe. After that, it just shoots three shots at one unit. So you're not getting shots all over the place. I'm yeah. still fine with that. 
Yep. Yeah. I, I I, it's 115 points, and it's going to one cause you enough headache on the first turn that you're going to have to focus on turn two. And for 150 points, you want to shoot that? Go ahead, be my guest. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's already it, shoots, done. it shoots almost as much as one quad mortar. Yeah. Like after that. Yeah. Forget oh, yeah. about it. Like you either have to deal with it, and even if you decide not to, you still have to walk around it. Yeah, it's still going to take yeah, up space. Slow you, and it's going to shoot you the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, and drop pods, I've always found them to be surprisingly resilient. Yeah. Because nobody's from... like focusing on them with like the actual nasty weapons. Yeah, because you, you, you're shooting their middle weapons at them. Yeah. You know. It's, I don't know. I still think it's worth it. I'm still going to get some. Have you? Did you buy one yet? No, I have not bought one yet. Okay. I wanted to know if the kit was tough. Uh, no, I haven't bought one yet. That's. Uh, I want to finish up. I wanted to get things finished up on my um, World Eaters because uh, they are playable right now at yep. um, a Centurion level, mm-hmm. um, not at 3,000 points or even 2,500. So I'm going to get them finished up probably by March because um, I have everything for them. And yep. like I said, they're going to be. I'm going to continue working on them down the road, adding to them, expanding them. But my Emperor's Children are going to be my next focus. And I'm planning on taking most of 2021 to build and paint them. Um, again, it's not so much on. It's not only just a test of my uh, skills on the battlefield, but it's also going to be. I want to push my painting. Yeah. Um, and I want to just keep paint, pushing my painting. So. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to take the world leaders to like stuff in 2022. Is that going to be your travel army? Yes. Nice. It's I have I've had this image in my head for God, I don't know how long. And twenty 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 two looks like the time I'm actually gonna be able to make that vision come to come to light. But this image of a Mastodon, you know, flanked by two Spartans, filled to the max with tactical marines with chain axes pouring out of it for the world eaters. Just yeah. that, Is Mastodon that, an assault vehicle? It, uh, I believe so. I believe it is an assault vehicle. We'll have an answer for you next time. <laughs> I will double check, but I'm yeah. like 99% sure it's an assault vehicle. I mean, it probably is. I, um, I, if it wasn't, it would be a waste of the yeah. 700 points. Yeah, um, that's cool though. But yes, no, uh, but yes, no, I don't know why I said that. Um, just, I had this, this vision of just guys pouring out. And I guess I always, I always envisioned that I was going to be using it for, um, the Siege on Terra. Yeah. And that's why this Makes was going to be my, this, this was the army I was going to focus on for the siege of Terra and yeah. just guys pouring out into the line of, you know, Imperial fist and blood angels and white scars and just, or my just, squishy humans or squishy, <laughs> squishy, uh, solar off yeah. just pouring into them. Cause that's the way I like nothing else, nothing else. No, no Titans, no, nothing, just a shit ton of guys nice. pouring out of these vehicles. That's my plan. Yeah. Um. And I'm going to bring part of that to fruition for hopefully 2022. Nice. Yeah. I'm hoping to. Uh, I'm hoping to get to Adepticon for 2022. Hopefully things are nice enough that that's we can go back to Chicago. Well, we yeah, we've 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 kind of talked about that. Um. Now, neither of us have been there for it. Yeah. And... yeah. I mean, I guess it's not really Chicago. It's like Schaumburg, which is like an hour outside. But okay. Well. Still. Still. Um. Like for, and I guess I guess for anyone who's listening and they they live in the states, us flying to Chicago costs a small arm and a leg, whereas you guys flying all over, 
you know, flying throughout within the United States. I don't know. You, I, I still always thought it was a reasonable price. <laughs> well, last like, time, I mean, even, it's still less than like flying to fucking Atlantic Canada or like Montreal. Well, the last I haven't checked for a flight to you know Canada or Montreal, but last time I checked, it was going to cost me like eleven hundred dollars for a round trip ticket. Oh no, it's never cost me that much to fly to round trip to Chicago. Oh really? Yeah, I think the most was like seven hundred bucks round trip. That's that's, that's the bad. most I ever paid. That's not that bad. No, that's fine. Yeah, there was somebody else I argued with about this. I think so. Really, it's why we always go to LVO. It was like it cost me like a hundred dollars more to fly to Chicago. Mm. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, but I mean, I got fucking buttloads of points saved up. Just gonna use flight points. Yeah, you gotta get a points credit card if you don't already have one. Uh, I do. Biggest life pro tip. I have yeah. a, I have a Air Miles. Yeah. I've always had Air Miles. I I used to have Air Miles. I never once got to use them. Um, really? I just found I could never get enough of them fast enough. Um, so mm. I uh, have. I don't know. I have like my bank specific ones. Oh, okay. And, and I find that they're like awesome. I have like no blackout dates. Um. I used them actually for like LVO. No, oh, okay. Twenty nineteen, didn't cost me anything. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well. Right, right on. Cool. Uh, anything oh, else fuck on your? Yeah. What? What's up? Uh, I just looked. I was just looking at prices. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. No. Nothing else. I mean, for the foreseeable future, I can't see my Emperor's Children really seeing the ba- the tabletop this year. No. Um, their build in 2021, play in 2022. Yep. Um, this year, I'm hoping when things do calm down, I'm going to get a few games with my Death Guard, and I'd like to really get my play a, a few games with my World Eaters. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to shock... play a few with my Ashen Claws. I mean, I mean, I want to get my Dark Dark Angels out too. I want to play it with them. Um, I guess play the Dark Angels and my Ashens. I'd be I'd be 100%. more than happy with that. Play a little Thromas action. I guess the only thing that only thing that's been getting me about the Dark Angels is I'm not in love to paint them right now. It's uh, just black. Yeah. I love I love everything else about them, but just well, I, the secret there is just gonna change like how you're doing the black because I think tra- traditionally you just painted them black. No. Nope. Right? No, nope, there's a right black there. and then a uh, fifty or seventy-five, twenty-five black gray mix, and then for the top, mm, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's still like that's still kind of black. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I like hear standard black. Like, like I, I'm, all I'm trying I to mean, say is, if, I'm you, not if just... you change like the base color, I think you'll enjoy it more. Right. I'm, I'm, like... I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it's not just a rattle can black. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't yeah, just take no, black no, primer. No. No, I, I know that. Um, that's not what I was suggesting. No, oh, okay. Um, because like, like we'll give you an example. Like my recipe for my Raven Guard is incubi darkness like 50 50 incubi darkness and black mm. i spray that over like the whole model and then i add like ice yellow into it mm. and i use that to like build up and then i use um i add some like white to that i think i actually mm. add ivory maybe um to that color and then uh from and then uh i put purple in the shadows mm-hmm like in the deepest shadows and, and actually I usually spray just like purple up from the bottom okay. uh, as well. And, um, and then I, I blend it all down with like black Templar contrast paint. Okay. Right. And cause the black Templar contrast is like kind of blue. Mm-hmm. 
and then um, and then you've got kind of like the greeny turquoisey color. So you kind of get like this. Like I mean, it works really well for Raven Guard, but you could you know you could do something similar, right? You could use like a blue mm -hmm. mixed in with a little bit of a black, and then like technically the color is blue, but it's gonna read black. Mm -hmm. Right, um, and that that makes it a little more interesting because my my original Raven Guard paint scheme, like what a fucking stupid way that used to be. <laughs> uh, I would like spray paint the whole thing intermediate blue, which is kind of like a bluish gray. Yeah, yeah. And then I would just like get my paintbrush out and I would take like Vallejo oil wash, and I would put like two coats of that on it, and then like a coat of Nuln oil on it, mm -hmm. and then I would just like sponge it with cold gray. <laughs> and yeah it like it wasn't particularly thrilling and somewhat labor intensive not really that labor intensive but um enough that it was a pain in your butt yeah yeah i think if you mixed like a little bit of like gloss varnish into that mixture you could probably kind of make it almost contrast painty mm. i was kind of i think that's what i was trying to do is like basically make a contrast paint mm. um and like i mean they looked fine they looked good i didn't have to like wash the recesses or anything because kind of pooled in there a little bit yeah. because I, I like slapped it on heavy basically mm. dipped them um <laughs> but yeah i mean it gets boring yeah well yeah uh, 100%, when, yeah yeah and actually like i used to use, i used to do all the way like when i played 40k way back in the day oh yeah and yeah. like that's all black and gray and it was literally just like i would just rattle can them chaos black yeah and then i would edge high highlight them like codex gray like in all honesty like everything about the army i love i've paid to i have 4,000 points painted right now. Um, but it's just the black's not even, even, even everything you've said and done or talked about doing isn't going to challenge me that much. Yeah. It's just adding steps to make black more, you know, vibrant, yeah, just more depth. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm looking for a way to, uh, challenge my, uh, painting. And I, um, and I think that, uh, I, I mean, the, this purple is definitely going to challenge my painting, especially mm -hmm. doing it because I've never, I've never worked with, uh, any of the, uh, uh, turbo dork stuff before. So, yeah. um, yeah. I want it'll, it'll keep it interesting. And yeah. And I think, I think, I think when I'm, while I'm doing this, I'm going to maybe start posting on our YouTube channel a little bit more. I might do some stuff with it. Yeah. Go for it. Personal extra content for you guys. Uh, my journey you know, go over painting how I'm doing the, uh, the marble and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, I look for that coming down the pipeline. We'll definitely give you guys a little heads up and a little warning and hopefully you guys like what I, what I have, what I've had planned and want to try out. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit more content on our YouTube page. Not like it's going to be our main focus, but yep. you know, me and you've thrown some ideas back and forth. Um, a few ideas like, uh, what was it? The, uh, five minute firefight. What was that again? Uh, remember, I found I found a way to time lapse our games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Five, that's right. I yeah. I know I came up with the name, but yeah, you came up with the name. Couldn't remember what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, I found a way so that we could time yeah. lapse our games, and then we could yeah. just voice over them and discuss them. I mean, when we eventually can have a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, five minute firefight. Yeah. yeah. Fucking make sure you write that down somewhere so I don't forget again. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> cool. But yes, yeah, that's, that's just the kind of stuff we talked about down the road when we can. Um, obviously, we're a podcast, not a YouTube channel. So. Yep. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But you know, hopefully, you guys like it a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, right on. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, you know, hopefully we didn't, or hopefully I didn't fucking trigger huh. you too much <laughs> with yeah. uh, getting into tap, the weeds. But can't please everyone. So no. Um, yeah, I'm not going back down that road. I'm not getting <laughs> sucked back in. Uh, yeah. Uh, remember to uh, if if you're taking part in or if you want to join and uh, return to Istvan and mm. kind of see what the the world is doing while we can't have games. Uh, make sure to check out the Return to Istvan group. I'll post a link in the in the show notes. Mm. Uh, check out Turbo Dork Paints uh, if you want to see kind of the purple people eater. Mm. That, uh, they have a lot of fantastic colors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're pretty vibrant. So I mean, like they're not for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, I, I like yeah, I like much more muted tones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, definitely a good paint. Um, mm. I know you mm. like it, and your your style always has something that pops on it. Yeah, and, yeah. That's 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 the way I've always kind of done them. Blues, yeah. the greens, something something on the model pops. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I mean, you know, just as an aside, arguably, I think your stuff looks better than mine, um, more often than not. Uh, again, you know, I I don't think I'm this amazing painter by any way, shape, or means. I just the the style that I go for. I don't think panders as much. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say panders because you're not pandering. No, you're not trying to be like, hey guys, look at my shit. Um, no, no, I'm not the world's greatest. Yeah, painter. yeah, I think I think mine just isn't as pleasing because it it looks so I don't Grim know dark. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like it's less less interesting to look at, I guess. Um, but I well, like it. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You're not here to please anyone else but yourself. If you no, like the way yeah. the army looks, that's all that matters. And that goes back to our first episode, season one, episode one, kind of thing, like. Yeah. Things we've been preaching right from the get-go. Yeah, do your own thing. Just do yeah. you love and, you know, don't uh, don't give a shit what anyone else says. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like darker tones. Mm. I've had people be like, do you even know what another color is? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it fucked. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, check out Little Legend Studio. Check them, mm-hmm. check them out on Instagram. Check yep. them out on Patreon. Check them out at littlelegendstudio.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, check out Archon Studio if you want like some cool terrain. That's the terrain Kickstarter that I backed. Oh, cool! And just came mm-hmm. in. Um, but you can order direct from them. They do have a store. Okay. Um, yeah, shipping's a little slow to Poland right now, but uh, everything's been a little. Yeah, slow. everything's a little slow. But yeah, it's it's pretty good actually. It's it's plastic. It's all plastic. Um, and uh, it's kind of cool. Like it, it does tie in with like GW size stuff too. Awesome. Like uh, they've got a lot of stuff that's like the size of the new thing, but then they also have like half size walls. Okay. And I was like, I really like that. Like you can create some really interesting like architecture with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's to a see lot what... more than I thought it was going to be because I was like, oh, I should be able to make enough to like build like an enforcer's precinct or something. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, fuck, I might have enough to like completely replicate the fucking rpd police station from uh resident evil 2 oh okay yeah. <laughs> like, um so i might do that might have to like buy some fences or like the mausoleum set or something from like mm. age of sigmar um just like build a fence around it i don't know maybe i can make a governor's mansion or something um planetary governor's mansion that'd be we'll cool yeah yeah um hopefully i can build it in a way that i can also like double it for necromunda or something i don't know i'm sure you uh, can yeah i'm sure you would be able to yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, so check out Archon Studio. Um, mm. And I'm missing any other exterior shoutouts. Um, 
We mentioned Greg Dan, so the Imperial Truth, I guess. Go check them out. Yep. yep. Um, one of the one of the first podcasts I listened to back Sweet. when I was just a heresy nub. Yeah, Age of Darkness. Yeah, Age of Darkness. Uh, Age of Darkness. Miles and JP. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I don't know oh. all of them. Just I hope we can have Miles on again sometime soon. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Um, I know we've talked about it. Uh, the biggest issue is the, the time difference. Oh, it's the time zone thing, yeah. Because he's like, on. A, uh, he's eight hours ahead of us. Seven hours. Seven. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it's ten fifty at night here. It's like five in the morning where he's at. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, or something. I don't know. I'm not good at. Yeah, it's like five in the morning. Yeah, it's five six. in the morning. It's almost six for him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next episode actually will have Andrew Hollis. Oh, okay, on. that'd be awesome. Yeah, so he's gonna join Bit us. Another That's time an easier zone time zone, I guess. Maybe I just need to fucking see if Tim wants to come talk shit for two hours mm. uh, over on the Iowa Horus. Uh, yeah, so Andrew Hollis is gonna join us. We're gonna chat with him. He's got a global campaign. Okay. Uh, launching. Um, everyone can participate, and uh, he's he's kind of the mastermind that's behind uh, the Zenos books and a lot of the um, AOS or the uh, Oz thirty K stuff. Yeah. Um, be very great chat with him. In the community. And uh, yeah, other than that, check us out on Instagram at DAB Podcast and mm-hmm. the DAB Podcast. I said that kind of poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that uh, the picture of Narak Kiernan will hopefully be up for this episode as well. Yeah. Uh, I started painting his eyes while you were on musical break. Mm. Uh, I could hear you <laughs> cleaning. Yep. And uh, uh, check us out on Facebook at DAB Podcast. Uh, check us out on YouTube if you feel mm. like it. I don't know why you would, but um, Podbean, iTunes, all mm-hmm. the good stuff. I mean, you're listening to us on one of those, so yeah. You're I should listening. have practiced this um, <laughs> before we got back into it. Uh, yeah, email—that's the other one. Um, if you want to want us to do a listener list or um, have some questions or want to tell me how bad or how wrong I am, mm-hmm. uh, how wrong we are, yeah, yeah, please uh, send an email through um, uh, deathandbetrayal at gmail dot com mm-hmm. and. Uh, think that is it yeah keep oh, those geller follow, oh, follow me at craig or the barbarian oh yeah yeah and follow craig at craig or the barbarian <laughs> but yeah go yeah. ahead do your yeah. thing okay yeah keep those now keep those geller fields up okay take care guys. <laughs> all right i'll talk to you later bye fucking thing sucks we'll do it live